0: You have just entered the KV Mod Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 266 of the KV Mod Podcast. It is February 19th, 2017, and I'm joined by two special gentlemen this evening. We have Hadesen. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Katie's in with uh his best hugging face emoji impression.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Only
1: with a single hand. Yeah, there you go. There you go. This he's like he's hugging I make all of you. my head
0: so much bigger than the hands.
1: <laughs> and oh my uh god. we are also joined this evening by our friend, maybe your friend, uh Dan, aka Hardballer. How are you doing this Hi, evening? Hi
2: everybody. <laughs> I'm wonderful.
1: You got a little bit been... of the facial hair going on there.
2: I don't know. I'm Hardly trying right. to grow like a, I'm trying to grow a beard. It's not working out. It hurts, it itches. I have a miserable time right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But
2: well, I'm going to push hit it forward. Uh, I got to hit that wall cross it's just that gross.
1: Boundary. Yeah, I feel yeah, like you're you're, just a, little, you're just a little you're just a little bit away from it. Like you got to either yeah. stick it out or you got to shave it cuz right now yeah. you're kind of in that funny spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you mm-hmm. know, it yeah. looks all right. You look every and I think better. I, I think I think
2: I think I look a little bit older but much more wiser. Uh well, <laughs> I'm kind of like a younger <laughs> You look like a retired yeah. actor. That doesn't That's not a compliment. I know you meant it as a compliment, but that's not a compliment you should tell people. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, uh well, so this evening uh Scott and Brad are both uh, are both out. I think Scott scott had some family stuff going on or something and uh brad is actually was at pdx land this weekend uh so i I imagine they're like packing stuff up and whatnot um but i talked to him last night and it sounded like they were having a lot of fun so um they will be back uh probably next week but just us three tonight um, so you're in for you know a treat or not? Wild you know? ride. Yeah, I mean it's going to be eventful either way. I just don't know if that's a good or bad thing yet. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's hop right into it. What have we been doing, gentlemen? I want to start with Katie's in. because um, you just Thank have you. this look on your face like you you know like you've just got <laughs> something to no say.
0: Good. Oh, <laughs> he's up to no good. I can't tell you guys how happy I am right now. So uh, last week. <laughs> Last episode, some of you might remember we came to a revelation about food I've been eating uh and it came to pass that people learned that I've never had guacamole and uh that that is true even now, but um, I have prepared something for the cast today oh uh i told I told you guys I'd have some guacamole, and uh oh my, I go back on my word so. Got some delicious guac Dude, here. We're gonna try that? it live. Wow! Oh, You're really gonna eat that? Absolutely. It's like Shrek. Now, hold on, style. hold
1: on. Before, before we, before we dig in, what, uh, like, where is this guacamole from?
0: I would love to tell you, but this was well, this was prepared by someone else. They said, <laughs> "David, this is the guacamole." Okay, and these are the chips. Okay, so with no expectation, I'm gonna try this. Okay. I'm not sure. Am I, am I supposed to scoop and don't, off don't like pussy
2: monitor? out. No, yeah, no don't pussy out. Get it not, on that chip.
1: Yeah, definitely get like a good portion oh. there. It's okay, not, what it's about not, this? No, no, no. You need more than that. No, no, you no, need no, no, a little no, no, more no, no, than oh, that. Oh, that. More? Yeah, you you it's not, that it's not, like, on there. It's like, not like salsa. You want to get a nice, good dip. Oh. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Sandwich two
2: chips together.
1: No, no, no. Single chip is fine for your first taste. Single chip is fine. Don't go overboard. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. You disconnected. What is going on? I can't even... Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he did that on purpose, but if he did, that would be very think... impressive. Just all that buildup. <laughs> yeah. And then he disconnects and enjoys, and enjoys a, his nice handful of guacamole <laughs> off stream. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he ate the guacamole so. Maybe he did eat it and was like overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed, overwhelmed in with, that moment and probably cut his internet connection. I
2: don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, Holy shit.
1: I got. I feel like I. Get, I gotta. We gotta check on him. We gotta make sure we he's gotta okay. See if he's all right. Okay. Well. All right. We're we're trying to get. We're trying to get a hold of Katie's in uh that was well <laughs> that was some illuminati level stuff maybe uh, our... maybe
2: it's i don't know did he maybe like disrespected the gods of food and because he's never tried it and was willing to try it but in his own privacy they right, wanted him this to is, do
1: it. I, I feel like this is either a divine moment or he is mm-hmm. actually like mm-hmm. he is really trolling all of us
2: mm-hmm. or he's dead
1: I mean, let, let's, hope just, let's hope not. Let's hope not, because if because that happened, he did say he was prepared for someone else. If that happened right before he tried guacamole, what a travesty that would be! Oh, my. Yeah,
2: but look. Also, think of the mess there would be. He would just that's, be covered in it.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true. It would be a shame to waste all that guacamole. Well, so we for will, someone uh, who
2: doesn't for <laughs> someone who doesn't know if they had liked guacamole, he did make a lot of it with a lot of chips.
1: He did, yeah. He had for our audio listeners, like he had a he had a nice sized bowl of guacamole.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. We're gonna we'll try to try to get him back in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly uh oh let's see I'm gonna briefly try and add him back. Uh, sorry for the the technical Mm -hmm. difficulties here. Okay, we've got KD back. Okay. KD. Were you trolling us, or was that divine intervention? (laughs)
2: <laughs> look how happy he is look how happy he is oh man <laughs> he's so happy
1: Katie. we can't hear you oh no oh no we're trying here apologies to the audio listeners we're we're, we're trying to uh trying to get katie's Zen's camera back so that he can yeah. try this guacamole i'm i've i've never been more excited for anything in my life AD we can't hear you. So
2: man man conflicted with his own emotions.
1: <laughs> uh okay, well we're we're we'll try and make this work. Uh we'll give it a, we'll give it another try here. AD Are you with us?
0: I'm trying, dude. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, we saw we saw know. the guacamole. So tell me, did you try the guac?
0: Okay, I haven't eaten it, but I'm just going to eat it off camera this time. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. All right. I have to take my word for it.
1: Oh, I hear, I hear
3: that. Oh no. you like it? <laughs> he doesn't
0: like it. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, now is something oh, you?
2: <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> I can't tell. It's not what I was expecting. No, it's not. All right. I didn't like it the first time I tried it. What? Oh. I don't like walk. I
0: I can't stand
1: it. Oh, get out of here. Katie's, wow. in. Katie's in. How is it?
0: I mean well, Let me go in for another bite here. I'm I'm going to Oh, I just got the chip. I'm going to try no, see, a little see, that's, bit the, less. Best. that's the best. That's the best cuz now you get
1: double you get double chip. You can also just eat two chips Brandon. <laughs> you can Have but you it's been doing... Look. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's man. always
1: it's always nice when you get to, like, serendipitously, you get to have more guac on your chip because you've got to get the, the chip that broke as well.
0: All right. you know what? It's not really that bad. Not really oh, well. It's not that bad.
2: It's not, no, it's fine. I like it. <laughs>
0: Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mute and eat this for a little bit. Okay. But yeah, my week's been going great. Okay. That's you know oh, what?
1: Man. I can I can respect that. That uh it's clear you clearly you enjoy it enough if you're gonna if you're gonna mute the mic and uh and eat a little more of it. I feel like you're kinda <laughs> you've kinda dipped your toe in the water and maybe now maybe now you like you're you're not gonna be able to get enough. Like you're gonna eat that whole bowl, I can tell.
0: I don't think you will. Oh, I don't know. This is a lot of guac to eat. Like, just, just, I'm, I'm fumbling just through Katie, with my chip. Do it. do it.
2: Put guac where it's supposed to be. Put it in the dog's bowl and leave it there.
0: Oh, oh no. Get out of here. Like, if I think about that, then I'll confuse it with guac. <laughs> And I've got my chip here, and I'm just tooling through the, through the guac, and Did you get it's, just, like, it's in pieces. <laughs> what to make of this, man? Like, Maybe I'm just a simple person where I want my, my my sauce all cut and dry. Hmm. Like, okay. I don't know. I feel
1: like I, you know what? If you're not, if if you're sort of still half and half on it, I think you you sh- you have to try it with other things. Like maybe try it in a burrito or a taco or something. Because maybe hmm. maybe you're just not a chips and guac kind of guy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And okay. maybe. Maybe I'll have to try some guac that's you know not homemade or maybe get some out sometime. I mean
1: homemade, right now, homemade I'll, guac I'll is it definitely it where it's at, but I don't know. That's the thing is I, I would have to be there to try it with you to tell you yeah, whether or uh, not you're getting a representative guac experience.
0: <laughs> I need a guac expert with me.
1: Yeah. Well it sounds like you do. Um, but we'll we'll not, you know what when we meet in real life, we'll go find some good guacamole. Uh and I'm gonna make you a convert. Ooh. what a treat but uh you know i you know, i appreciate a good live demonstration uh even with uh, a little a little bit of technical hiccup there live guac eating on the cast uh it yeah. wasn't meant to be yeah i mean divine intervention i'm telling you
0: it us. So, i can't before... describe the feeling <laughs> i mean on top of just utter embarrassment that my internet's like this, but the second I have my chip filled with guac up to my face, I see an error has occurred on hers, <laughs> and my body just freezes. An error
1: has occurred, indeed. <laughs> oh
0: man! Oh ah, shit! All
1: right, well we'll uh, we'll let you sit there and eat your guac for a little bit, uh, hardballer. Yes. Why don't what's you? Up, uh, what, what, what's been going on with you?
2: Me? Uh... uh Nothing. Just I've been playing, just games and just relaxing. I went back to school, and yeah, okay. uh, I'm just trying to live life. You know. Okay. Very
1: good. In this went, went miserable back to school, world, what, you went back to school like for this semester. You mean?
2: No, no. I just actually went back to school. Like I just decided I was bored uh, working and sitting at home, so I just decided to go back to school. Okay. Finish up a degree that oh, I never good. really got.
1: Excellent. Well, that's you know I think that's a that's a good decision. Uh yeah never never too late to grab that degree. Yeah. Cool. I uh, think so. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into what we've been gaming here in a moment. Uh let's see what have, have I been doing anything? Uh not How really.
2: Uh I noticed Brandon you tweeted out it was your first day working at Twitch 4 years ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're actually yeah, today is my 4 year anniversary at Twitch. It's a weekend today oh, obviously, but we... when I started it wasn't a weekend.
2: Katie, <laughs> clap for him. Clap. Well,
1: for my that's, mouthful
2: walk uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good job, Brandon. I'm happy well, for
1: you. I, yeah, I appreciate that. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride. So yeah. four years, it goes by so quickly. I think I didn't I didn't know either of you four years ago. That's no, uh, that's crazy. Dude. You know?
2: the first four time you ago. um, the first I mean, time you met me, you almost killed me. Actually.
1: Well, I mean, you sent I,
2: me to a League of Legends booth with a rare item and didn't tell oh, me what it was Oh, That's true.
1: That's true. Literally
2: got attacked by a bunch of League of Legends nerds.
1: Yeah, I definitely set you up a little bit. Not I mean I wasn't <laughs> trying to kill you, but uh it yeah. You had a you had a bad time. Yeah. It wasn't very fun. Yeah. That's uh
0: that's the go I used to look at Brandon right. as one of my idols. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you used to? Has that yeah. changed? Used to. Well he met oh. you and realized you're not
2: that high. Up. <laughs> he realizes these eyes have been open.
0: No, oh, I met you, and then I realized you're a much more higher class individual. Mm, okay,
1: okay, that's a nice save. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you get by with that one. You just you keep eating that guac.
0: Oh, I I will. I'll struggle. Um, that, that'll have to be something you know, for extra life next year. I just you know, have to finish a whole bowl of guac. On yeah, stream. it's like.
1: I feel like now, Brandon. like we can, we can, we can get you to do like food challenges because I feel like we we're gonna discover oh. other things you haven't tried, and so it's not even gonna be weird food challenges; it's just gonna be regular, everyday stuff. But we get to see you experience it for the first time.
2: You know <laughs> what it's like. Brandon is the uh, principal from the Matilda movie, and Katie's the fat kid on stage that has to eat all the cake before anybody can go home. Wow, <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that's quite an anecdote. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Like I didn't do a whole lot this week. Actually, uh, Valentine's Day was this week. I don't know, did you guys do anything? I mean, I know you're both uh, young, eligible, <laughs> very, alone. Very, very alone, very alone. Both of us. Okay, okay. Well, I was, I was actually alone I to too. With my dog. With your dog? Did you get your dog a Valentine? No. No. That's, that that's me pretty rude
0: Valentine.
2: Me and uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Me and my dog went to Taco Bell uh, last night, and the lady food because my dog scared her really because she jumped yeah
1: wait did you take you took your dog into taco bell
2: no 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 through the drive-thru
1: oh the drive-thru okay okay
2: my dog was in the back and i have uh my car is like it's only one door so she was just peered through the driver window and barked at her (laughs) and she dropped the food like right when she was like handing it and it was was a mess
1: i mean i guess Uh, dogs i wonder how often dogs go through the drive-thru
2: i don't know my dog well guinness is a big dog she's a boxer so she's kind of threatening but even though she's she's like a she's like a little she's like a pillow you know they from a distance pillows look threatening but you know when you get up close it's just a pillow
0: (laughs) she's an amazing dog i do
2: have an amazing dog thank you and she also has a a no fucks given attitude
1: well that's probably why she scared the uh the taco bell employee (laughs) Uh, oh, I well, don't... I was I was also uh, I was alone on Valentine's Day because uh, my wife oh. was out of town. But we went to dinner last night to make up for it, which is actually like pro tip. I think that's the way to go about Valentine's Day: is just go on a day that's not Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, because like no restaurants seem to take reservations on Valentine's Day. It's super packed. Yeah. Um, I get that everyone's in, you know, that it's like. You want to celebrate on that day because that's the thing to do, but you can celebrate Valentine's Stay Day like that week or something. You know, like give, don't they give...
2: uh, don't they uh, boost prices a lot of the times for most places on Valentine's Day for things? Well, because a, a,
1: a lot of times I'll have like prefixed menus and stuff, you know, because they're trying to get yeah. so many people through on Valentine's Day. So. Okay. Um, so yeah, we had a, we had a nice dinner last night at an Italian place. Um, you know, and it was still, still just as special. Uh, it was just a few days after Valentine's day. So
3: that's, good. that's
1: my, my recommendation to, uh, all of you couples out there you know, just save yourself some stress. Go to Valentine's day dinner on another day and, uh, you know, and just watch the, watch the, the people that can't seem to get a table on Valentine's day. I just don't, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, but yeah, let's uh yeah. let's get into what we've been playing since I feel like that's where we have more to talk about. I actually have a little bit to talk about this week, but uh, KD, are you still still uh, neck deep in guacamole over there?
0: Uh, no i um, <laughs> I was instructed by someone I live with. If uh, they said, "Listen, if you don't if you end up not really digging the guacamole that much, deliver it to me."
1: Well, yeah, then it must be good. If if someone else in your household is saying, hey, if you don't finish that, it's mine, then
0: yeah, that's what's so like you might, have, you might have the problem then. Yeah, it's got to be me. Because when I grabbed it when I was out there, he looks at me and goes, hey, David, I, I tried that guac. It was great. I'm like, oh, all right.
1: Cool. Okay, so you have someone really with guac need- experience telling you it's good. Yes. Okay, well, that, I mean... Uh, we definitely need to we're going to need to revisit this then.
0: Absolutely. Some legitimate experimentation needs to be done. <laughs> well,
2: if I've learned anything from My land, you can't say no to the Brandon and Bob when they're pushing you to do things.
1: Well, I mean, we'll we'll definitely find some good some good guac for the next land. Just uh we'll just have that as Actually, that'll be the only thing we have as a side. We'll just have oh. guacamole.
2: That's awful. <laughs> that's such a torture for most fact, of us. Though. The fact <laughs>
1: that the fact that Hardballer doesn't like that I means that that's exactly what we're going to do.
2: It's equivalent <laughs> to dog food. I can't. I don't know how any of you <laughs> fucking eat it. And the worst part is, like, I'm I'm in, like uh, I'm trying to lose a lot of weight right now. Like, uh, and every like workout tip I have, everybody smears fucking guacamole on everything, and they oh, don't yeah. give an alternate for like uh, like um because it's natural fat.
1: Yeah, so they don't give any
2: alternate for anything, and I'm like, you fucks. There is You're no awful.
1: replacement for guacamole. What do you? What would you give as an alternate? There is nothing. Anything?
2: Literally, literally, fecal matter.
1: Okay. Because you know that's what, what I'll, it's. I'll, easy I'll, try. Let's right. not. Let's not get out of hand here. But I, there really, there isn't really a replacement Gross. for guacamole. Dude. It's not like I feel like you know chocolate. Whoa. Like there's replacements for chocolate and stuff. There's replacements for sugar, but there's no real replacement for guac. There's no okay, fake so,
2: avocado. I would rather eat the seed that comes out of the avocado than the fucking green shit around it. Man, wow, I just I didn't realize you had
1: such strong feelings. If I had I known this, I would have I wouldn't have invited you on this episode.
2: Uh, no, yeah, but I, mean, it's, I feel like you're tainting you're
1: tainting an impressionable young man's. He's uh, tried it. He uh, doesn't like it. Quality. He's on
0: my side. Give up. <laughs> no, it's just. I mean, I don't know. It's I don't really like the taste that much. Like, it doesn't really do anything for me. And then I just want something simple and pure. And guac is anything but that. I feel
2: I like... Think, you don't have to defend yourself. What I think happens here is guacamole has been picked up by the meme community as held at the height of the existence of a side dish, right? And okay. anybody that doesn't like it is non-existent on the spectrum of the guac lovers so you can't you can't argue this factor
1: man i feel like it's okay i feel like it's a pretty objective taste though like if unless you're i don't know man i I don't run into that many people that don't like the taste of avocado because
2: because they're afraid to say anything brandon oh, that's what i'm okay. trying to say i am standing up for the little ones <laughs> well, that are not afraid to put their foot down and say guac is not all that hype you know what maybe
1: maybe they should keep their mouth shut then because i feel like <laughs> i feel like if you don't like if you don't like guac then then what's next right what can we what can we enjoy freely anymore
0: oh let me tell you what it's like you so. what wait what
1: Okay, Ow. I think we can like, we can definitely bond around queso, but if you like queso and you don't like guac, queso. you're missing out because like those two things go so well together.
0: Oh god, I can't even imagine. No, no
1: I don't necessarily mean like style. together like you mix queso with guac. I just mean like you can have them both, right? And you have a chip and you grab some guac and then chip and grab some queso, alternate kind of alternate flavor profiles. Oh, it's uh. fantastic.
2: When I was at uh LAN this year, uh we had tacos from the like Mexican joint down the street and I didn't I, I'm not like I'm for Philly we don't we don't experiment much with food you know what I mean so it's literally you get a cheesesteak you put some whiz on it you're good you get whiz wit that's it you're good all right and you give yourself a nice iced tea from Wawa that's it you're good you're good, you're good for the day maybe some cheese fries and then I went there the Bob's like yeah this is Mexican food uh, this is a real taco I'm like so where's the Taco Bell sauce and then there was Bob's like no that's not a thing and then I got this white stuff and Bob's like, it's sour cream. I've never had sour cream before in my life. What? Now I know this is, yeah, I knew it. Now it was like, hey, me either, man, I've never had it. I've always only seen it on pictures of like a potato basically. <laughs> and I always like, <laughs> I've always thought that's disgusting. Who wants to put whipped cream on a potato? Um, and then I found out it was sour cream, but I don't like the taste of sour cream either, but I do like it on authentic Mexican tacos. I think it's nice, but not too much. Like a little, a little splits.
1: I I don't know what to say. You, neither of you, have had sour cream.
2: No, no, I've not. Well, I have now. I have. I tried it, and I like it only on tacos. But I don't like it. Like everyone has it with uh, Lays chips and stuff like that, and I think that
0: (laughs) stop Uh, it. I think about sour cream and what like cream cheese just it does nothing for me. Yeah, I agree
2: with you. I agree. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it, hold it on now. Cream cheese is different from sour cream. No, well, not... no,
2: no. You said cream cheese. No, cream cheese is good on a bagel.
1: Like, cream cheese is fine, but that's a very different product than sour cream. But like you <laughs> Here's what you need cream. to do. Here's what you need to do. You need to you need to get a baked potato, right? You have you have butter in it. You put cheese in it sour cream and then if you want to you can even put like you can put meat or bacon bits or something like that but the core oh, yeah. the core the very core of a good baked potato is butter, cheese and sour cream.
2: Right? See, I'm good with you with the butter and the cheese. Oh yeah, and the, bacon use, and the bacon bits sour cream. It gives such a it's like a it's like a non flavor to me if that makes sense. It doesn't it's
1: make kinda, sense. It 100% <laughs> it's, doesn't make
2: sense. It's like it's literally just creamy salt. That's all it is to me.
1: I mean, salt that's is all good. Like creamy salt sounds fine, actually.
2: <laughs> salt sounds fine. Your your palate is just almost really... a mess. Oh
1: man! Mm. All you right, KD, know... Katie, Katie, this is the next thing. Then, if you have not tried sour cream, then that's the next. That's our next taste test.
0: <laughs> oh, I've got to have it with a baked potato then.
1: Yeah, yeah. You've done. No, yeah, you, gotta you have not just. With a taco, yeah, you right? don't. Just, well, you sure a taco okay. anything like? But yeah, you you don't just have sour cream on its own. You would have sour cream in a dish of some sort.
0: Tell you what, next week before the podcast, I'm going to take a little stop at Wendy's on my way home. I'm going to pick up a uh, baked potato <sighs> oh, no, and sour cream. Not a Wendy's no, you have baked to do it <laughs> You have to do it yourself,
2: Katie. It's <laughs> you <can't>, I'm not <laughs> it's time, I'm not time gonna, to learn how to cook. I'm not
1: going to put the fate of your enjoyment of sour cream in the hands of Wendy's fast food chain.
2: <laughs> well. You have to go get a baked potato. You have to go get a nice potato. Cut it in half. Don't put sour cream on it. Put some cheese. Scoop out the middle bit first, because I always do that. Bake. You know it how a, to make
0: a baked potato? I'm trying saying.
2: to teach you.
1: You can. You, you know can, how you can make you could make a baked potato pretty easily at home. Or get one from, just like, don't don't get, all I'm saying is don't like, don't get, get one from one. Wendy's. Yeah. And I'm not even saying they're bad. I'm just saying your first for experience, your first one, yeah. like, don't, don't give it to Wendy's. No. Give it to some, give okay. it to like a proper <clears throat> baked potato establishment.
0: No, the thing is, this is not my first time having a baked potato. I've had countless baked potatoes. If I'm getting it for the sour cream, it's not like Wendy's is going to have some subpar troglodyte sour cream. You don't, but you don't, you don't know <laughs> that. You don't know that. You don't well, know what yeah, the quality yeah. of their
1: sour cream is, so that's why I'm yeah. saying don't risk it. If you know where to get a good baked potato, trust that place. Okay.
0: I mean, I mean, I, you get a good baked potato from Wendy's.
1: You know what? You can find a better baked potato than Wendy's. I know you can. You live in a metropolitan right. area. I know there's a better baked potato than <laughs> Wendy's somewhere within 20 miles
0: of you. All right. All right. I'll do some research. I'll see you. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh God! What what have we been playing, please?
0: <laughs> uh,
2: Katie, you want to go first, God?
0: Uh, go, go ahead, well.
2: Uh I've been playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege okay. a lot. Like it's like literally the only thing I've been playing. Um, and I also resubbed a WoW today because I want to level up. Really?
1: Yeah. Let's dig into that. What what what? when did you resub a WoW? Uh,
2: I have friends that have been uh, playing from one to uh, the. They're leveling the game, and I want to just play with them. But at the same time, I was watching some streamers and stuff like that. And I was uh, watching Hunters, preferably. And I have a well level 100 Hunter that I leveled way back. Um, and I loved it. And I want to kind of get in there and get it to 110 and maybe start doing some LFRs, some ratings. Okay.
1: You know what I mean? I actually, yeah. uh, I actually just canceled my WoW subscription. Uh, the other day because I haven't been playing that much yeah. um, but it has more to do with it's not so much that there's a lack of content it's just I have i don't have that many people to play with like I play pretty late night pacific time and yeah. uh, like a lot of my real life friends either play at different times or they've kind of dropped off a of while WoW. so I was like I thought it would hold me longer than it has but I just I'm not playing it that much so I decided I, to cancel my sub
2: yeah, I think you're in that weird uh you're in that weird spot of an MMO though, Brandon. You're in that spot where it's like you've done most of the content and yeah. the only thing now to do is either and I i noticed you even you, you were playing it really hardcore back then, or not really hardcore, but you know, that was your main game. So you've probably leveled it and the only thing now for you to do is either level level another tune or just farm for rare things. Right. Yeah. Rare, and that's that's you what know, I think of, it's gotta be more for-
1: that's that's the kind of the that's the problem I feel like with current WoW is mm-hmm, yeah. I feel like leveling up an alt and then gearing out an alt takes a while because you have the whole artifact mm-hmm. power system and so doing an alt like it's honestly just kind of a, a grind oh. once you get to 110 um, Later, oh, like we lost KD again uh, <laughs> yeah. so I don't I don't know it's just it I don't really yeah. want to put the time into leveling an alt and uh, uh-huh. and so like I'm not and I'm not I'm in that weird spot of my gear is just good enough to do, you know, some of some of the raids mm-hmm. and some of that stuff, but unless I want to do grinding on mythic pluses or like grinding yeah. raids, I can't really do a whole lot of world quest stuff anymore. Um, yeah. so that's that's kind of what, you know, the, I like playing solo late at night and well, the world quests make that fun, but like the world quests are getting to the point where there's nothing there's no upgrades I can get from world quests.
2: That's kind of like uh, like we were all playing Diablo a while back, uh, like like at least last month, and that that's where I kind of got like I love I love Diablo, but it's that kind of you you get into that kind of funk where it's like I'm doing this repetitively. I've hit a wall of where the loot drop and that you know that little that little thing that keeps you playing is happening so slow now. Yeah. Where and I think right now because I've I played Legion. I played actually when you were playing. I think, but you were way ahead of me like mm-hmm. you were doing all the uh all that shit and um i i was just leveling and i leveled a demon hunter um yeah but i didn't level any of my other and i i love leveling wow well. um well now i do i hate fucking like one to 50 that can suck <laughs> a dick and die yeah i think i think that's literally the most i'm like i don't i don't know that i would want to do
1: the one to yeah. like the one yeah. to 90 grind a whole bunch anymore um,
2: no dude, back like when it was Mr. Pandara's one to ninety it was fucking uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No more of that like that million experience shit. Yeah. But uh uh I think I think the one the one hundred to one ten leveling, and especially with Legion, Legion Legion's actually pretty good content wise. I think it's fun. Uh and I like leveling a- MMOs. Yeah. I usually fall off during endgame because I'm more like less like I'm not 100%. I'm not an MMO at all. I'm more of an FPS shooter. So when it comes to now I don't know what to do or I don't have a linear path kind of design, it's hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I like I like being told where to go, what to do, but having that open-world choice as well at the same time where I don't have to go do that or I don't have to do that, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, and WoW, uh, the, the current expansion actually, uh, I think, does a good job of that because mm-hmm. all of the areas... Um, for anyone who hasn't played current uh, Legion, the Legion expansion of WoW, uh, you don't have to go in a specific order. Whereas before, in the previous expansions, uh, different zones had different level uh, monsters. Mm-hmm. And so there were certain zones you just couldn't go to until you had leveled up enough to be able to you know, not get one-shotted by those yeah. monsters. In Legion, all of the mobs in all the different areas, they, they scale to them. your level. So if you're level 100 then all the mobs around you are around level 100. But if you're yeah. level 110, the mobs are all level 110. So I it's nice because you don't, you don't have to, to go doing. in a specific order, and you can sort of just, if you don't like one of the zones you're in or you kind of get stuck on a you know, quest that you don't really want to do, you can basically go to a new zone and like start all the quest chapters in that zone, and everything is already at your level. So I think that's, that's pretty neat um, and is like one of the really smart things they did with this expansion.
2: Because it doesn't. It, it, because, like, when you say. When most of most say they're open world, they're really not open world in a sense. Mm-hmm. In a sense, they are, but, like, for leveling wise, like, you can't go to a certain level, a certain part of the world if you're this level, or if you have this part of gear on, or stuff like that, because you'll just get destroyed by the mobs. Like, the way the WoW is doing it, I think, is a very smart way of, like, go where you want, do what you want, but. Make sure you have to go back to that like uh for I think world questing is a big thing to gear up like at the start, and you have to complete the quests in the at least the story quests in that zone. Right. So it's like go where you want to go, but you're just putting it off the bad zone for the good zone. Yeah, you got you kind of got
1: to gotta finish a lot of it eventually yeah. if you want to do some of the more end game stuff and get better gear. Yeah. But you can do it kind of at your own pace and come back to things later.
2: Yeah, um, that you were struggling on and then now you're more powerful. Kind of
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh well, cool. cool. I I'll be interested to hear uh how you like wow once you level up and hit 110 and start to kind of be working on gear. Um Well,
2: I did that with the DK and that's where I kind of like I hit your wall, like the wall you did just mm-hmm. now. Um but obviously you spent more time in it than I did and cuz you know you you know what you're doing in an MMO. I'm <laughs> I kind of still need someone to hold my hand a bit because um I'm not really good at it, but I'm to a point where I understand that it's a game that I need to be decent at it. Like I'm no, nowhere near, I can run a mythic raid. I don't understand any of that shit and watching videos on them dudes or that do mythic raiding and stuff like that. That's fucking amazing how like coordinated them guys are. Yeah. Um, yeah I could I, never I, do it. That's I'm, the thing. I'm I don't, I don't really
1: people. have the, I don't really have like the time or the, yeah. the, the time to dedicate to doing that um, or finding a group to do that with. So I'm, I'm actually sort of in that same boat that um, it's not that i don't have the competence to do a raid like that it's more mm-hmm. just it it takes a lot of time investment yeah. um because you have to practice you've got to like know the fights and then you've got to find a group mm-hmm. to do the fights with um so it's it's less about your personal ability within the raid and more about you know spending spending time yeah. learning it and like finding a group to go with and all that um so yeah. that's sort of why i fell off is like i just don't want to i don't want to invest that much time
2: in a game these yeah. days Mine is, mine was like, uh, mine was to the point where it's like, I uh, my DK is, uh, I don't know the eye levels, so I can't really say, I can't remember, um, but it's to the point where it's like, now I have to do harder raids and stuff like that. I think the dungeons and stuff like that, the plus mythic dungeons that get you better gear and stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then you can do other more LFR, higher LFR stuff, and I was at that point, I'm like, man, I'm having fun, but I'm not getting that, you know, that, Piece of gear that hits my reward center, kind of thing, and for the time I'm putting in, you know, what I mean, um, like, like you, you get in like a Diablo style, and I know I'm looking at right. it as a Diablo style. Oh yeah, but, it's
1: it's so different from Diablo. I think that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. If you come in with expectations from a game like Diablo, WoW will probably feel pretty slow yeah. when it but comes the to time, the, the rate at which you replace your gear.
2: At the same time, it's like, like if uh, I like MMO, I think I did Black Desert Online for a while. Like that was that way they did their grinding system was pretty good because it's like a diablo style but it's also an mmo it's a sandbox one the only problem is if you to do anything in that game you have to like leave the game running and i just didn't feel comfortable with leaving the game on on, on like doing things while i'm not here to like monitor it or yeah. see if my pc's okay with it <laughs> i just didn't didn't feel like it well, um cool. so you've been playing
1: yeah. uh you've been playing wow a little bit resub to wow uh anything else going on
2: uh, I've been playing the Rainbow Six update yeah. and I, I fell in love with that game. I uh, I bought Rainbow Six on the winter sale, so I'm not an OG. I've played in the betas and the alphas mm-hmm. and it, it's a Ubisoft game. So I have a rule of thumb with Ubisoft games where it's wait at least a year to buy the games. because <laughs> Not a bad rule. Because no. I don't think I've ever seen, and I don't know, maybe I could be wrong, but I played a Division at launch. Uh, I played almost all the Tom Clancy's at launch. None of them work. None of them work at all. Yeah, Ubisoft like, does not have a great reputation yeah. for uh, for launch, like strong, year.
1: Uh, yeah. strong you know strong products at yeah. launch. Uh, yeah. I would say a year a year is pretty safe uh, to dive yeah. into some of their games if you want like, a uh, product.
2: I'm really sad that they waited so long to fix the Division because I've recently played the Division and I put around. I want to say 70 hours into it and it's actually fun now that the way they have the game working. Yeah. And, uh, I like the division very much. Like I think the content they're doing and pushing is very yeah, good, I th- I thought it was but I'm just I, so, I enjoyed my time I'm with so it, s- yeah. but I
1: fell off. of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I fell off of it too. Um, recently I fell off because of it it's, just, it's again, it's a grind. It's a paywall, not a paywall. It's a, it's a gear wall that you hit and, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're not getting that update and stuff like that, that better gear. But uh, I played Rainbow 6. Uh, I bought it in winter, and I bought the Season 1 pass. Was it winter? Was it was like winter of last year. And I got the Season 1 pass. So it was like 30 bucks. I had never played it. Uh, I played it a little bit, didn't like it. But I got really tired of Counter-Strike um, hmm. a couple months ago. Just like the cheaters, and there's like not been that many updates, and like, did you know it's been a year since the last CS:GO operation? <laughs> like, I mean,
1: that's that doesn't surprise me that much. Though I feel like CS:GO <laughs> operates on a timeline of years yeah. and not, yeah, you know, not weeks or months.
2: I'm just like, I'm I'm fed up with like, and I'm probably gonna get shit for saying it, but it's a lot of the times the devs don't care about the game as much as people say they do, and you know they kind of just see it as more at this point. It's it's controlling itself. It's a cash grab. Maybe once every three months we'll throw on a, a vac wave just to satisfy people on Reddit. But I think
0: if we're getting to how much of an influential company the Valve is, okay, you need to treat them. <laughs> the yeah, I just,
2: I just, and uh, you know I always the old the all argument I always hear when I complain about CS is, oh, people at Valve can pick what game they work on. Some like, okay, th- that's a bad idea to do. They should literally. Say hey, this is a game that a lot of people are playing. We can maybe bug fix a little bit if you know you guys want to. You know, a lot of people are playing it, and then some guys just like add skins, and then they're like, "Good idea, man, we'll do that." So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I you know I, I can't I can't argue that game enough. Um, I'll still jump on. I, I jumped on the other day. I was like, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. I jumped on the other day. I got a spin botter. So I mean, <laughs> GG. Oh. So then, like that's why I kind of think Rainbow Six right now is good for me because it's scratching that itch of, um, of the competitive scene for me.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Of it, it's a it's a game like like I've been comparing it to the gunplay of Call of Duty, like the older Call of Duties, mixed with the competitive scene of CS. Obviously, it's not as big as CS or nearly as going to be as big as Call of Duty. Yeah. But if you want a first person shooter that is competitive and has a high uh, skill ceiling. I think Rainbow Six is one hundred percent a good investment. Okay. And
1: yeah. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I've I've heard a lot of positive things about it. Scott actually mentioned that he's been playing yeah. that some recently, uh, and I've I've liked that they seem to be supporting that game from kind of an esports perspective, from a content yeah. perspective, um, which is nice because I feel like once you have a game that that the community does kind of get involved in. Um, you want to you want to turn it into something that can last years, and it kind of seems like Rainbow Six, uh, Rainbow Six Siege might have that longevity. You know, if they keep yeah. supporting it the way they're doing now, so it you know hopefully hopefully that game sticks around. Um, and I, I haven't yeah. picked it up yet, but if it if it goes on sale, I think I'll probably grab it at some point.
2: Yeah, I, I think. You know, if you if you're coming from a call like a like a CS:GO Burnout, and you need still need that game that. You know, like, that's what I'm calling, I'm saying it's a CSGO burnout. If you're not playing CSGO and you're still in love with CSGO, I'm not going to say, hey, come play this game because it's better than CSGO or anything like that. I'm saying if if you're tired of the bullshit of CSGO, like, I think I found maybe, maybe, like, one cheater the other night. Um, and I still don't think he was a cheater, but he could have been, you know what I mean? It was, like, one of them situations where instead of, like, CSGO, it's, like, literally some dude spamming the chat with aim, aim. Like, aim.com slash gov or whatever and you know you're dealing with that shit constantly and then like I think Rainbow Six is a good fill for you. Okay.
1: Cool. You been playing anything else? Is that it?
2: Uh, I bought Uno but then I didn't like it because no <laughs> one was playing with me.
1: Alright. Good talk. Uno. AD. <laughs> a weird game.
2: Classic you been, game.
0: you been playing anything? I just want to talk about how bullshit Uno is. Oh dude, it's fucking bad. That game <laughs> so, is made up is made to where it can last for hours. Hours. I was in a game that literally lasted three hours. Oh my god. <laughs> literally three hours. I was the
2: only one that sticked around and everyone else was leaving.
0: That game is literally sitting around picking cards <laughs> until you're blessed with RNG. <laughs> or you Brandon, finally, no
2: lie. It literally you gives you like card. certain cards
0: that will like switch your hands with each
2: other. So if you get a good hand, someone else can just fuck it up.
1: I mean, I, I don't know that Uno has ever been like the bastion of skill when it comes to card games.
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so this week, let me think. I haven't played too much. I finished uh, Dragon Guard three. I was talking about uh, mm-hmm. the, the 4.8 out of 10 for my GN. Yeah that I was uh, going on about last week and uh I am I will forever be puzzled about that review because I really enjoyed that game uh like things really picked up after you unlocked the uh the route for the fourth ending which involves like grinding a lot for weapons because you need to unlock every weapon for that ending so like
3: Nope, oh, KD. Oh. Right? <laughs> you cut You
1: cut out a little you bit. You cut out a little bit. Or or maybe your mic, uh uh-huh. you muted your mic or something, but continue. Uh uh-huh. you were saying something uh-huh. about the fourth ending.
0: Uh yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, you don't get into the fourth ending until after you do some unnecessary stuff. But after that the story really opens up, things get good, and then um I talked a little bit about the final boss, I'm pretty sure, where it turns from an action game into a rhythm game and uh like imagine playing guitar hero where uh did I already make this kind of analogy last week?
1: I don't know. I don't I don't think I recall you relating it to guitar hero.
0: Uh basically, you know, take guitar hero and it's a 7-minute song. There's only one note, but uh you need to count to yourself uh the measures of the song. It's kind of like a call and uh a call and repeat kind of deal where like what I'm trying to say. And some and like you're playing guitar here and sometimes the camera will shift away from the fretboard where you can't see what you're like like hitting in the game. Hmm, it's kind okay. of a weird analogy. So you need to go purely by the measures of the of the song to uh, hit the right notes. Okay. And uh which it was actually it was very frustrating. I'll make that very clear. I was screaming. <laughs> but uh because if you miss one note in that seven-minute song, you start the entire thing over.
1: Hmm, that sounds uh, that sounds like not a great experience. Maybe
0: no, it doesn't. I would maybe actually a, little, probably a, punch a little too monitor. punishing. Well, you wouldn't see that in any other game. Is kind of the point of it. Okay.
2: Yeah, because it's kind of a dumb canon affair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, listen to the music. <laughs> I mean, the Yoko Taro, the guy making these games, he's he loves to troll people like he is the okay, biggest troll so and then even more so at the very end, uh, the song's ramping up the tempo's faster so it's pretty tough and as the song is winding to a halt, uh, the tempo slows down you need to get you know pretty pay attention to the measures to hit it right and then the final note of the song is black screen and it's at the point where it's so slow that you don't even know what to count and you hear one final chime. That you need to like time, and it's like seven seconds later that you're supposed to hit it. But other characters start talking in a cutscene, and you're supposed to hit the note during the cutscene. If you miss it there, what game over, start the whole song over again. Okay, it is, I, feel, I
1: feel like maybe I'm starting to side with uh, with IGN's take on this game <laughs> based on what you're telling me.
0: <laughs> it's just uh, it's pretty odd, it's pretty quirky, but um. At the at the end of time, the story was fantastic in that game. And uh that kind of because when you play one of this guy's games, you don't really play it for amazing gameplay. You play it for story and soundtrack and things like that. That's why Nier Automata, his next game he's making with platinum games, is gonna be amazing. Which leads me on my next thing I played. I played the Nier Automata demo for like the fifth time this week. During that no well, not this week, but I played it for the fifth time this week. Man. But yeah. Anyways, I I could I could go on about
1: that game. I feel like you're but, uh, I feel like you definitely go for story in games and you're willing to forgive a lot of other things if the story is good.
0: That and if uh if it's trying something new, I'm willing to forgive some stuff. Like yeah. Dragon Guard 3, that game is deeply flawed. Like there are frame rate problems, you, you see characters like floating above the ground and their shadow not connecting to their feet. And like constant dips to like four FPS. But listen, the game is one of a kind. <laughs> one of a kind, uh, I'm pretty sure for a reason. Because
2: it seems like, kind of
0: bad. Oh, it's great. It's great, dude. <laughs> is
2: it, no, but are you Katie, are you saying are you saying it's one of them bad but
0: good games? No. It's it's no, it's not like where you you take fun from the bad of it. It's it's one no. thing where you put up with, no, like I put up with the the bad, you know. And when it comes to just the the main game itself, like the combat, it's a very decent action game. Like there's not really much to complain about there. Like I can look okay. past a lot of things. It yeah. takes a lot to really offend me in a game. Okay, and you know, like it had the game had a lot of problems, but at the end of the day, I'm just thinking, like. At the end of this experience, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Like I had a great time with the story, and you know, it was very, it was well presented. The soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks I've heard any game ever. Uh, Sounds
1: like it's not a, it's not a perfect game, but depending on what, like what qualities you value in a game, you would, you would rate it more highly. Like the things that you care about in a game, you're able to forgive. Some of the kind of the gameplay issues, some of the other things that may bother a lot like other people a lot more.
2: Well, I think sure. it sounds like I think it just sounds like one of them opinion games where it's like you have to play the game to really understand the game. You can't judge it off someone else's opinion.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like if you, you pick this game up. It's not a game you play for just if you just want to tune out and play a really good action game, it's not the first choice you should make. No, it's, I it's respect a game. That. Yeah, It's a story that is really, really going to invade your comfort zone. And uh, it's mm. just...
2: I respect that for games like uh, that, where it's, you know, they're coming right on saying, hey, we're not a triple-A game. Our game's probably actually shit.
0: But, if it's for you, thanks for playing. Oh and yeah, I think it's one sure. of them. And that was... Uh, I was watching a video of the creator of this game, Yoko Taro. I like his game. Yeah, it's great. He was at... Uh, game developers conference giving a a speech he he started it by saying uh not sure why you guys are here instead of watching all the great graphical presentations from the team at making the witcher but uh we're glad to have you here uh this presentation is called weird games for weird people and then he starts talking (laughs) about how like uh what he he has this like backwards storytelling technique he uses for the story in his games and how like if if you're having structure with your game uh, do what I did and just think about uh, God of War. Think about, you know, how that game is set up and then just kind of build your game around that. But you don't want to be caught for plagiarism. So you want to hit this kind of sweet spot of about 70% accuracy. That's what you want to go for. And I'm like, what? he's just going on about plagiarizing a game and it's just like at a game developer conference? Like, it was interesting. But um, hmm. yeah, that's why I'm, I'm just, for him to be with a competent studio... I'm really anxious to see what they can do. Yeah. Um. Anyways, enough about that. Uh. One thing I forgot to bring up uh, last week is that I finished uh, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. What how that did you game? Oh, like well, that game was incredible. Uh. Like before I finished it, I've I heard a lot of people complain about you know the ending and like the final like hours of the game, and I'll agree that it kind of uh, drags a little bit. But nothing that would really like detract from my experience. Like that—that that was just a fantastic game, and I was really happy with how much it. It wasn't just going for being scary. It was there was a a game inside of there. Like it felt like you were playing a classic Resident Evil game. Like you know, exploring a mansion, solving mm-hmm. puzzles. So yeah, that's definitely a game of the year contender for 2017 to look out for, in my cool. opinion. Awesome. Uh, I'm
2: terrified uh, of every scary game and I probably am worse than Scott and I might cry if I ever play that game
0: it's (laughs) it's pretty damn scary like the only way I could play it when I played it I was in a room with about seven other people and we're all like all jumping at the same things all reacting all having like if I I don't think I could have played that game just sitting down you know lights off headphones on Mm-hmm. probably would have died but uh,
2: I can't do scary games
0: that I'm a big bitch <laughs> uh, yeah that's it for me cool um,
1: let's see this week uh, I got back into Hearthstone a little bit um, I, I ranked up a few ranks I'm because I'm, I was like level 20 because the season reset more or less since the last time I had really played I played some games of Hearthstone uh, the meta is kind of stale but there is some fairly big hearthstone news coming up that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. Um so I play a little bit of hearthstone and uh I dug into H1Z1. So we talked I think on a on a cast like several casts ago um that I wanted to get into H1Z1 a little bit because I I hadn't ever I hadn't really played it um at all since the game split into two different games since it split from being originally just H1Z1 into King of the Kill mm-hmm. uh, being a standalone <laughs> game. So I finally, I sat down for a few hours last night and uh, kind of, you know, got my sensitivity right, kind of got got my bearings with the game. Um, and I started hopping in, started playing a few solo games. I think the first game I played, uh, you know, and I've watched enough streams of it where I've, I felt like I wasn't going in as a complete beginner. Uh, so the first game I played uh i i find you know i found a vehicle
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh that someone like someone had gotten shot and and i found their vehicle and uh so i'm in the vehicle i, f- I think it was it was a jeep probably uh and i and i see someone who i'm like kind of driving away from but i'm like no i'll turn around and i'll see i'll see if i can run them over right cuz they were kind of in an open area uh so i go and i try you know and i'm like going you know, at normal speed here uh go right through him
2: Right through
1: him. Yep. And then he kills me with his yeah. gun.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. So
1: I... that you know, and this is not—I feel like this is not an uncommon sentiment. Like H1Z1 has no. a lot of weird bugs, uh, you know, and things that happen improbably. But that was so uh, not 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 a great start to my night there. Uh, but I played a couple more solo games, and then I got into one. Where uh, I actually... I didn't see that many people. I only had, like, one kill. But I ended up getting into the top ten. Like, I was basically just kind of staying on the outskirts. Not even intentionally. But I was just, like, kind of moving in with the gas. uh, And I got top ten. I think I actually got, like, eighth place. Um, So I was pretty... You know, that when I I felt more of the vibe of uh, that excitement H1Z1 can give you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... I was definitely still, like, not, uh, I don't know, still getting some some weird bugs, like the hit registration and all that is a little bit suspect. Awful. Yeah. Uh, Literally and then, awful. <laughs> and then I played uh, I played several games with Hutch, uh, with Brad, last night. So we were playing duos, and we just didn't, you know, we didn't have really any luck at all. Um, but I learned more about the game. I feel a little more confident about it. And I, for the most part, I had fun. But, uh... It's definitely, I feel like it is one of those games where you've got to go in just with the goal of having some fun and not taking it too yeah. seriously, because if you do, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that game absolutely will shred you uh, just mm-hmm. with like a technical <laughs> glitch here and there that can just ruin your experience unless you're like ready for that and you can just laugh at it. Um,
2: so. I was, uh, I recently got so mad at that. Um this is a while ago. It was like last month or something. I was playing it and I think it was a graphical glitch or something like that. So my car was being shot, but to me there was no, there was no sound. There was nothing me saying that my car was being shot. So uh, I killed the guy that was shooting at me and didn't realize my car was not on fire. The health bar in the car was not low. The car just exploded <laughs> while I was next to it and killed me. And it said died by unit or whatever. Like, it was just a number holder. And then it stuck on that screen. And then I couldn't get off the screen. And then I killed the game. And then when I launched back in, it put me back in that game. Stuck on that screen. (laughs) Because the game didn't see me as exiting the game for some reason. Hmm. Even though it closed, it ended all of its thing. But it just put me right back on that screen where I was just a corpse next to some burning tires.
1: Yeah, it's uh it definitely I mean, I feel like it, it can only get away with some of the things it gets away with because it's like the comparison is Daisy and you look at Daisy and Daisy is I think obviously objectively in a worse state when it comes no. to bugginess and all We're- that.
2: We're 100 percent different on that now. Really, um, I don't know if you've played the Daisy standalone recently.
1: I have not played recently. I will give it that has
2: disclaimer. A... Like its engine and whatever. I don't. I don't. I. You know, I'm not a technical person when it comes to this stuff, so I can't really speak for it technical wise. But I mean, I've never played a Daisy game where I've gotten over 160 FPS, and now I do. In Daisy Standalone. Oh, that
1: was that was the other thing Uh-oh. that I noticed uh, that I was somewhat surprised about was H1Z1 runs terribly. Uh yeah, I I had to turn everything to low. So I was like, why am I getting forty or fifty frames a second with a 1070? Yeah. A um, and apparently and that apparently that's just like how the game runs. So I had to turn everything on low to try and get a higher frame rate because obviously, you know, I want like 120, uh 120 plus all the time in a in a game like that where you're gonna be shooting a lot. But man, some of the like, the hitching and everything in that game was uh, definitely detracted from the experience, and I wasn't expecting that. But, um, you know, hopefully... I mean, I know they're continuing to improve the game, but there's definitely a lot of, like... Um, I think a lot of polish left um, that's needed on H1Z1. For me to really, really dig into it the way that... I, I think the concept is great. Um, there's still some pieces of the execution that I think need some work.
2: My whole opinion on it is it's in that CSGO-like pit where at this point in time, the devs see it as the game's making money, people are playing our game, we don't have to rush out updates, they're still going to buy our skins, and it's at a point of, you know, I don't know their studio. I know their studio is probably not the same size as Valve's, obviously, no, but definitely not. I, th- I think it's one of them where you get in these devs will, and then when you try to confront a dev about a bug or maybe, you know, uh, oh, like a bug on Reddit or something like that, that like you did see, they'll play it off as like, oh, that happens once in a while. Like, especially with the hit reg stuff in that game where they have turtle bullets that literally are the slowest things in the world, and I have never seen it how it works. Like, if one game of either genre comes around and it beats that game and everything it does, that game will die so fast. Yeah, well that's Because why I don't, they don't, I don't... Don't listen yeah. to their fan base, but I think they. Pro-
1: I mean, I think they also know that. I don't think they're. I don't necessarily. I don't think they're going into work and thinking like we don't need to. We don't need to. Push no, no, no I'm updates. not saying that.
2: But I'm. I'm saying they're not pushing it as frequently. Like CSGO is at that point where yeah, a bug will happen once in a while. But the next update, obviously, we know it's probably going to be down the road somewhere. We'll fix that once in a while. Bug H1Z1 doesn't have the luxury of that, where it's we have these bugs happening on a hourly basis and we're still going to push them off to maybe a massive update a week later or like that should be a patch fix that should be a hot fix or something like that Uh, maybe uh, maybe i'm speaking just completely out of my ass because i don't know what it's like to be a game dev but i think to keep your game alive you kind of want to keep your community happy in a way that makes sense
3: yeah
1: it's hard to say because i feel like if i feel like if the fixes were easy they would have already done them um, it 's hard to know you know how difficult they, their engine is to work with you know maybe they maybe they have a lot of technical debt uh because of decisions they made before mm-hmm. in the game 's life maybe, cycle yeah, um so it it is hard I'm to say i side. mean i, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt- the doubt that they 're not just leaving things in a state um you know that i mean because they watch streams and stuff too right like i don 't think that they're blind to the the issues yeah. with their game, but I do think you 're right that they have a they do have a lot of issues to fix. Whereas a game like I mean a game like Counter Strike is a very polished game, uh, yeah. And that's so what I'm saying. Some, like, I think well, some, yeah, sometimes people like people will get onto CS about not making enough changes or not responding quickly enough, but the actual core experience of CS:GO is a very polished one. The game itself, yeah. the aiming, and all of that feels, you know, very crisp. Uh, H1Z1 yeah. is like the opposite of that. It sort of feels like you're kind of feels like you're firing into peanut butter. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not a <laughs> Uh, it's not. It's not a great experience, especially when you feel like you should have killed someone and you didn't. Um,
2: yeah, but that's why. That's why I say it's like it's like that's the CS:GO like that's the CS:GO mindset where it's like people look at CS:GO and say, "Hey, this game has problems," but they also don't look at how polished it is and how like where the state of the game came from and how it is now. You know, everyone sees like when you mention CS:GO, you're like skins. That's all you hear. You know, you never hear about the core mechanics of the game or how many updates it's taken to get to that stage where I think a lot of these new shooters coming out are like, all we need to do is we need to add skins to our game and no one cares about the mechanics of our game so we can take our time and fix these bugs and no one will bitch about them. I feel...
1: Our baller. Speaking of taking time to fix bugs... Yeah? Team Fortress 2... That was just the best segue.
2: (laughs) That was a good sign Team Fortress
1: oh. Two uh just patched a decade old bug. <laughs> um I thought this was pretty this interesting. Was we're about? we're going ho- hopping into the news, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Team Fortress Two, so there has been this uh this bug with Team Fortress Two hitboxes that just got like I got I don't know if it just got discovered, but it just got fixed. Um and sort of balance. provides sort of provides some validation to uh, you know, apparently this has been a like hitboxes in TF2 have been a complaint um, from people at various times for a while. They just fixed this issue with Team Fortress 2 hitboxes, which seems pretty bad. Like the issue itself, um, there was pretty much no way to fix it on your side. Um, it had to do with with picking classes and changing your class. Um, like what? the hitboxes would get stuck for a different class. It's the, the technical details are kind of interesting. Uh, but they finally fixed this bug and it has been in the game since it launched in 2007 So that's so
2: bad <laughs> I'm literally watching this like soldier run around and his hitbox is literally behind him
1: yeah um so you know even I feel like even games that feel polished uh, still have these little things that stick around and can be really tough to find um but you know, TF2, I think most people would say, is a pretty polished game. It's been out for a decade, but sometimes th- those sorts of bugs are hard to find. So uh, I don't know yeah. how relevant TF2 is uh, in this day and age, uh, but it's still an in- you know an interesting look at um, things can still fly under the radar even with a game as popular as TF2. So, but kind of I, I, I
2: think I think we're putting two and two here together though. If you're looking about the games we were talking about, is uh. Like uh, CS:GO's bugs and their legendary bugs, and you know they're kind of who, who's the who's the middleman here? It's Valve at the same time, taking their uh, either taking their time or is it a bug that is very hard to fix? Like if it's a shooter, don't you think the hitbox thing would be the first thing they look at?
1: Yeah, but that's the thing, though. It's just not. I feel like it's not always that simple to find this. You know, to find the bug, um, and because. I mean, because because Valve doesn't necessarily have teams and teams of people, you know, or teams and teams of QA analysts going through all this stuff for a game that released a decade ago, um, all you're going to have is people that feel like there's a bug, but they don't know. You know, people might make a post on Reddit and say, "I like, I think this is happening, but ultimately they don't have the source code to the game, so they don't know. But um, I'm sure for some of them, this is vindication <laughs> um, that... There was something mm-hmm. wrong this yeah. whole time, um, and it kind of sucks that a bug can last that long in a game. But um, I feel like it's just it's just a testament to how difficult it is to find some some bugs like this. And even even when you have talented people looking at it, um, people still miss things. So, uh, Team Fortress Two, that bug is now fixed. Uh, I mean, to their credit, like I guess the the upside here is. They're still patching Team Fortress 2 a decade after its launch.
2: I agree
1: that's 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 That is a good thing. Um, They're not just leaving it broken like I think a a lot of other studios would. So credit to them for that. Um, But yeah, so if you still still play TF2, TF2 is a slightly better game than it was uh, about a week ago.
2: Don't Uh, they have matchmaking now or like a ranking system?
1: Uh yeah, I believe so. I, I have not spent much time with TF2 yeah, in quite a while. Either. But um but yeah, I mean, I know that the, there's a lot of stuff in the game now. I just I'm not it's sort of on the decline, you know? It's not it's definitely yeah, not the flavor of the month anymore. Um
2: it just needs that boost to get itself back though, you know? Maybe a nice content I patch mean, or something hey, like that.
1: Now that now that that bug is fixed, I feel like anything's possible. The sky's the limit.
0: Or TF3? <laughs> <laughs> The wall that's been holding the game back is gone. To be fair,
2: CS:GO had, I think, the same issue from reading this article about, a, I think it's a year ago now, where they fixed all the hitboxes, um, and the ladder hitbox as well when they did that patch.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe okay. maybe that
2: woke them up to maybe say, hey, maybe we should check out our other games.
1: <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, next up, Brandon. What?
3: What?
0: What have you been playing? Yeah.
1: What have I been playing?
0: Yeah, didn't he say we talked we Kind about of it. jumped forward in time. Oh, oh did we, ta- we? We talked yeah. about it. We talked about it. Where have you been? Oh. No, I thought Who was in jumped? that block. Well, hold on. Oh, We're talking okay. H one Z one Z one. It's coming back to me. <laughs> No, okay. Hold on. Well, is that's having me done. on the
2: podcast making you lose what, some brain cells?
0: What KB? was in
1: that guacamole, man? I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> hey, what's going on in KB Mod right now? What are what? we? Uh, what's going on on the website? Oh.
3: <laughs>
1: well, we skipped over that section because I wanted my, my sweet segue. <laughs> uh, so I was skip- I was skipping time. forward and I was skipping forward in time, but we can we can move backward very slightly. Uh, this is a this is a pretty light week um here in KV Mod, I appreciate Katie's Zen calling that out uh we only had like one one main thing that went up uh we had a community submission for uh I believe Fake Ghost Pirate uh put up a totally serious review of Astroneer um so go check that out that's it's just a video um there's no written component there um but a nice little uh nice little totally serious review of Astroneer um so check that out
3: it's
1: a good video yeah yeah it's a good video um so that's on the website um and we've obviously got a lot of other content just not uh, a ton from this week uh so go check that out kbmod.com and uh we post the podcast there and everything so lots of lots of good stuff on the site um uh, but now moving forward into uh, our next news item here uh this was i thought just an interesting little discussion topic that the fcc commissioner thinks fast broadband is a novelty. A novelty. I think he's
2: an old-ass man. <laughs> Sit down.
1: I, uh, yeah, I was... I mean, I'm always a bit shocked when I see phrases like that being used. Like, novelty <laughs> being used to describe internet connections. I feel like it sort of yeah. just ignores this whole yeah. industry. I mean, like, we're yeah. streaming this podcast live on the internet right now. You mu- You have yeah. to have... A decent internet connection to do the thing that we're doing right now. To um, watch it, like, to call, yeah, well. to, to to host it, to watch it. Like you have to have a decent internet connection, and to call the to just call this a novelty. It just seems so tone so deaf to anyway. me.
2: Uh, I I think it's from the argument of the generation difference, in where you know, like he'll be. His argument is like, well, in my day, we didn't even have the internet, we still made it. And ours yeah. is like, yeah, but we have the internet and we use it, so there's a difference, and we use a lot of it.
1: I think and we it, need that. It definitely strikes me as, as being a little bit out of touch. Um, it strikes me as the same kind of the, the same type of attitude uh, of like people that don't take uh, video creators on YouTube or broadcasters on Twitch as you know like serious professions. That they sort of they laugh and they're like, oh, you don't, you're not doing anything, right? You're just like putting yeah, up yeah. little videos or something. It strikes me as demeaning um, because it ignores the fact that there are people who rely on these high speed internet connections for their like for their livelihood, and to yeah. calling it a novelty is just basically ignoring ignoring that whole section of like of the population. Like there are people we don't we don't even necessarily know what the next generation of professions and careers will be but we're cutting we're like cutting it off by not investing in in high-speed internet um
2: i kind of want to even like to talk about what we were talking about earlier brandon like like you're talking about like jobs that we don't even know that could be in the future like even your job or like most of the content creators and youtubers didn't exist like what four or five years ago
1: yeah i mean in a way Right, like it, it exists it existed. very quickly It existed, but it's now becoming more and more mainstream, which yeah. surpri- that's what surprises me even more is this is not niche stuff anymore. This is mainstream stuff. And even the funniest thing to me is that like a lot of people have, say Netflix or HBO Go or you know something mm-hmm. where it actually requires a decent Internet connection to yeah. even stream Netflix and so even non-technical users are going to need a connection that's like you know faster than a little a little DSL connection or a dial-up connection yeah. like even even older like your grandmother your grandfather like they might want to watch Netflix you know and Netflix like especially Netflix in 4K they might they might have a 4K TV they don't know what 4K <laughs> is but you know what when they boot up the Netflix app if they like mm-hmm. if they have a high-speed internet connection it's just going to look better Right, they're not even going to know what's going on, but it's just going to look better, and it's going to be utilizing more of their connection without them even like they don't know any of the technical details. But I just oh, calling it a novelty. Just it's so frustrating because like, do you think up, right? do you think these whole sectors of like of the of the United States, like all these people working in the technology industry, do you think the technology industry is a novelty? It's just ah, oh, it's it's crazy to me.
2: It's, 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 uh, it's just, it's really dumb to even, even it's like it's 2017. It's not 2005 no more. Not, you know, where, or even like you know, I'm saying, I'm saying 2005 cause I'm not very old, but everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a computer. Everybody has a laptop more or less, you know, and to say that the internet nowadays to having a high bandwidth and stuff like that as a novelty is very, very, you know, for someone from the fcc and probably sees these numbers of people using them like using the internet that way is kind of it's kind of like you're you're an old dude that needs to wear diapers to poo kind of thing <laughs> like like i'm sorry you're not you should not be where you're at
1: yeah well i'll uh, i'll read the quote here one of the quotes this is from uh from the fcc commissioner FC Commissioner Mike O'Reilly, he says, The outcry for things like ultra-high-speed service in certain areas means longer waits for those who have no access or still rely on dial-up service as providers rush to serve the denser and more profitable areas that seek upgrades to this level. Today, Uh, ultra-fast residential service is a novelty and good for marketing, but the tiny percentage of people using it cannot drive our policy decisions. Uh, which mm. I think on one hand so, you okay. might say so, like that's... that you might say like, yeah, that sounds kind of reasonable, but I feel like it's it's this it's setting up this false dichotomy yeah. that like providers investing in high speed internet means that people who have dial up aren't going like aren't, aren't going to get high speed internet, which <laughs> yeah. that's more of like a that's more of a decision on the part of the service provider. If you're still relying on dial up service, that's because the, like the cable provider or phone provider Has chosen not to invest In like bringing broadband To your area That has nothing to do with being a novelty Or not That's because they don't think they can make money on it And like this doesn't, th- this doesn't mm-hmm. change any of that They're still not going to build If it's not profitable for them Which is why I feel like, like the FCC is pretty important Because they can step <laughs> in And say like no you need to do this Right? Broadband is yes. important
2: this also sounds like it's coming from a guy that thinks internet is like a jug of water being poured into multiple glasses <laughs> that if if we pour it all the water. In, what about these little guys that don't have the big glass? They're not going to get that much water. Like it seems like some guy that didn't do all of his research and just kept talking while the reporters asked him questions. Yeah. To be fair. I don't think this man has all the information on how the internet works. I'm pretty sure he thinks someone owns the internet as well. So I'm going to, he it's, this is like really dumb way of thinking. And I think it's like also one of them things where it's like, Oh, it's not fair for everyone. Why should we just keep pandering to these people who can just want more and more and more when no one has anything I think that's eh, that's a little bit that's touchy that's touchy-feely yeah. stuff that's that's your feelings getting involved in the business, and I don't think that's you know there's no place for feelings in business.
1: Yeah, well, I, I yeah, think for sure. it's, uh It's interesting that you would say like he would make this he would make this quote, but I feel like higher having higher speed internet available just means that the lower speed internet ends up becoming more affordable over time. And and yeah, I, agree. I feel like it benefits everyone um, when providers are competing, and speed is one of the really one of the only ways they can compete right now. Um, and I say com- like compete almost in scare quotes because like ISPs aren't really competing that much against each other. But I think igno- saying it's saying that these high speed connections are a novelty is just like it's uh, it's ridiculous. Doesn't give me a whole lot of faith in uh, in the FCC delivering on what their mission should be. You know, which is like to 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 do right by the consumers in America. But you know, I guess, I guess that's nothing nothing too new. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, ignorant old Ben. <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, politics as usual, I suppose. Um, <laughs> next up, speaking of uh, other, you know, in, in other business news here. Uh, this is kind of a business-heavy news section, um, but CD Projekt Red, uh, their market cap is now above 1.6 billion dollars, which makes it one of Poland's biggest companies. Uh, which I, I pulled this article because I thought it was interesting. Just that I would not have guessed they were as big as they are. But a 1.6 billion dollar market cap uh, is is really significant in Poland. And uh, is actually pretty comparable to some other publishers or, or developers that you might think are larger. Um, it is a like it's ahead of Capcom. So Capcom's market cap is like a little less than 1.4 billion dollars. The CD Project Red, really? in, in these terms, is bigger than Capcom um, and is like half the size of Square Enix's market cap. And I feel like you look wow. at a name like Square Enix and you don't think about. I mean, obviously, they are still bigger than CD Projekt Red, but I feel like a lot of people don't even know who CD Projekt is, but they're, you know, they're a really sizable company um, making a really big impact in Poland's uh, business market. Um, so kind of interesting stuff. They still pale they're, in comparison to large companies, like you know, Activision Blizzard is a $40 billion company, um, but still, Christ. you know, little, little Polish developer, not, not quite so little anymore.
2: Yeah, for the number of employees and the amount of money they have by Kitty um is actually pretty astonishing.
1: Yeah, and I mean they haven't put out that many games either. <laughs> I
2: mean, to be so... fair, dude, like the Star Citizen like like uh like place has double the employees and makes a little bit and is not funded at all <laughs> the price of this company.
1: Yeah. It's they definitely they definitely are impressive in that they they seem to do a lot with less. Like they, yeah. you know, they don't have that many employees. They they put out this massive employees. they put out this massive game, but I feel like they they seem like a company that's got a pretty good focus on what they want to deliver. Um and you know, kudos to them. Like The Witcher 3 yeah. was, was a good game, uh had a ton of content. They've supported it really well. Um and so I'm sure they're only going to continue growing uh the the challenge for them will probably be can they keep that focus in the future if expectations are higher and they've got to put out multiple games you know like they may they may struggle a bit um growing into a larger company but uh but yeah i mean they are it's just amazing that they're one of poland's biggest companies like that's uh i don't think i would have ever guessed that if you had just told it to me but the numbers don't lie
2: uh the, uh, the from looking at like the games they've put out, um, they're playing it safe right now. I think, um, you know, they're putting out The Witcher, and uh, the 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 company that put out The Witcher, and also Gwent, and you know, they're trying. It looks like for the past couple yeah. years, they've been sticking to Witcher like games, and I'm kind of curious to see them maybe in the future move away from that. And try like testing the waters with other things. Um, from what I look at it's like a lot of Witcher stuff. I think Witcher's their biggest title.
1: Oh. Oops, sorry. See you later. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Witcher. Witcher three is definitely their biggest title. Um, yeah. But but I think they are they are making more uh, kind of more of those gamble. I say well, gambles, yeah. but like they're you know Gwent. Like they're going into a pretty crowded market with uh, with card games, um, but yeah, I mean they are they now have the, they it seems like they probably have a bit of the capital now to make some of those bets where before yeah. they didn't. Um, so I'm sure we're going to see more and more from them over the next few years.
2: I want to clarify when I mean like playing safe. I don't mean like uh, you know it's not like uh, I'm talking like a how can I phrase this? They don't want to, they have an audience and they know what their audience likes. They don't want to completely change the genre, go in a completely different direction where they're trying to stay away from that one title to maybe, you know, not lose the audience they have already built. Does yeah. that make a little bit more sense than I said before, I guess?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, but, uh, but yeah, CD project red turns out they're, uh, they're a pretty big company. Um next up uh in the quick hits this uh this humble freedom bundle, we've got to talk about this. Ooh, I Uh, saw this. This has been like so as at least as of right now, uh you can still oh it looks like you have thirteen hours left uh for Uh this bundle. (laughs) So by the time the audio goes up, this bundle will be over. But as as of the live airing, you can still get it. Um this humble freedom bundle is uh basically it is a ton of games um like it's it's more than i don't i don't honestly don't even know how many games it is it it took me a it's while yeah it it's took me a while to go through all of these games and just like get the steam keys for them and stuff um but if you pay thirty dollars or more uh you get the witness stardew Valley uh day of the tentacle remastered like nuclear throne it's got super meat boy world of goo Stanley parable, just like a ton of notable games yeah. um. And all of the, all of the proceeds actually like every, every dollar goes to um, the, either the ACLU uh, medicine, San's frontiers or doctors without borders and the international rescue committee. So at least when I, when I bought it, there was no option to even give the developers money. Like all the, all of your money goes to you, you choose one or all of those uh, of those causes. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, Obviously, uh, freedom and uh, America and Donald Trump has been a, a hot button issue, as it turns out. Um, and so it's it's kind of cool to see Humble uh, setting this up and to see so many game developers hopping on board, basically to take no money uh, and just to support these these organizations. So the Humble Bundle originally was going to match uh, three hundred thousand uh, dollars. They blew past that like in a matter of hours. And so far, have raised six point two million dollars. So, pretty incredible stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and so, I would say, if, lot, if you're man. listening to this live and you haven't picked up this bundle, I mean, it is the humble bundles are usually a, a really good value. This one is insane. Like the value is just crazy. Um, because it, you know, it's only thirty dollar minimum. So, mm-hmm. um, so definitely pick that up uh, if you it haven't $30 already. Thirty
2: dollars for most of these games, like I think overgrowth on steam is $30 or close to it or 15. Maybe it's like, like a lot, you're saving a lot of money on a lot of these games here. Yeah. And doing I mean, just, just a, just a
1: couple so. of those, a couple of those top line games alone would, would be more than $30. So, um, you know, and obviously if you can afford more then give more, I think I've, I paid like 40 for mine. So, um, you know, it all goes to a good cause. Uh, So check that out. You've got, like I said, 13 or so hours uh, from when we record this cast to pick that up. Uh, Next up, we've got... uh, So I thought this was interesting, um, mainly because it's just kind of mysterious. Halo Wars 2, uh, the physical release for Halo Wars 2 was canceled in North America. Uh, And I don't know how much... I mean, frankly, I don't care that much about Halo Wars 2, but uh, I didn't do this at all. But Microsoft was going to release a boxed edition of Halo Wars 2 that apparently was going to be through THQ Nordic, and so I don't know exactly how that works or how that was going to work. Um, but they just basically decided to cancel it for North America, um, and it's still like you can still get it, I guess, on the Windows Store, uh, you know, which is where you buy all your games, uh, but they didn't give any reason. Apparently, the box version is still going to come out in other regions, but it's just not coming out in North America. So,
2: <laughs> so you all have to get your European friends to and your South American friends to buy it and send it to you. That's that's all we're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess dark. if, you were, if you're if you're really jonesing for uh, the boxed version of Halo Wars two, um, is this can... <laughs>
2: the collector's edition box? Are we talking about, or is this literally just a? Is it literally just a CD? Uh, and like think, art and stuff like
1: that I think it was I think they were going to do both like a standard version and an ultimate version according to what I'm reading here but mm-hmm. I'm guessing they there's neither one now if you're in America
2: oh.
0: That's odd. actually pretty like crazy cuz yeah go kitty It's not like Halo Wars wasn't unpopular or anything like
1: no and it's I mean, and I... it's before they've canceled it with only like a few days until it was supposed to launch
0: And
2: I have like uh, I think a Halo like a Legendary Edition like uh, box over there on my shelf. Like they've done it for almost every Halo. Like like that's a thing that a lot of people like because Halo is such a known name now, and it's been through the ages that everybody does like to get that a Legendary Edition Halo Boxer. You know that's that is like it's like the WoW collectible as well. Like everyone loves the WoW expansion boxes, which I think this is really shocking because I thought. The Halo like community is more based over here than overseas, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, people definitely like Halo. I, I think yeah. they're they're more willing to purchase a box version of Halo because there is some of that sentimentality that yeah. uh, you know they've got all the they've got all the. I'm sure there are people that have all their Halo boxes, you know, on the shelf, and they want to mm-hmm. keep that collection going. Um, so it is it is very odd that they didn't give any reasoning for not doing this in north america but you're right like you're just gonna i imagine you're gonna see these copies on ebay you know and they're gonna be like a hundred hundred or two hundred bucks um
2: for americans only just yeah just just so americans
1: who can you know who can have that box that they want but uh i mean yeah
2: someone's just gonna say hey it's just the box i use the key (laughs) (laughs) someone's gonna be like still thousand bucks right here i'll take it (laughs) i'll take it i don't care
1: oh man yeah but uh, I, I, guess... I, think
2: this, I think this is a bad business move on their part and, and not giving a maybe maybe there is a reason behind it maybe we're jumping to conclusions uh, but I think it's a really bad business move on their end
1: well I think yeah. the my, my humble guess here is the only reason you would cancel it is if you don't think it's going to do well right
2: but Halo Halo Wars I think for the game it was and I'm not saying it's the greatest game I'm saying I think it actually did well because it was just another Halo game and it had a name behind it. But maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe because they think it's a sequel, like like I think it's maybe the Titanfall Two effect, where it's like Titanfall Two I hear is a better game than Titanfall One, but not mm-hmm. many people bought Titanfall Two because of the Titanfall One.
1: Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it's that
2: maybe that's the problem.
1: It it's just the thing that the thing that doesn't make sense to me is that they only canceled America. They're still going to do the that, physical retail version in right. Europe. So it's like what is the what is, i mean when it comes to the Halo community like what is the difference between the United States and Europe? And i agree that i feel like the Halo community in in the US is pretty strong.
2: I mean it's it's literally like literally it's i don't think any character is not american or has american accent. Yeah. Like Sergeant Johnson from the original Halo series is the pinnacle of a sergeant in the like an american army dude has like I, I just I think it's stupid. I'm stumbling over my words. I'm so flabbergasted. Well, I'm flustered. Maybe maybe I'm like we'll a flustered get, little flower right now. Maybe we'll They're get gonna some get us more some more
1: clarification over time. Um, but in the meantime, Halo Wars two gonna have to go to that Windows Store uh, and get it digitally. <laughs> I
0: don't want to do that <laughs> lovely place.
1: <laughs> I mean that's where Dude. I get that's where I get all my other games. So it's really not a problem. <laughs>
0: Oh, The Windows Store got a massive Windows Store library. I think all games comes to about thirty-one. <laughs> Honestly, dude, that is the most
2: terrible UI. I have such a hard time navigating around
0: that thing. I can't do it, dude. Oh, I wonder that's... what the reviews for Halo Wars Two are looking like.
1: Oh, we're what we're gonna that? we're gonna get to that. We'll get are to are that. They bad? that that new releases <laughs> section. Just uh, get ready. Oh yeah. Um, but a couple more quickets here. This this one was just kind of funny. Uh, a modder, or I guess maybe a group of modders, I don't know if it was one or multiple, uh, created a, a Grand Theft Auto V mod that mods in Lion King models. And I watched this video, and it actually looks really well done. Um, the models look really crisp, and uh, so they have in this video, um, you can be <laughs> like you can be Pumbaa and you're just like kind of running around and you can like run into cars uh Timon ha- like can Timon and Rafiki both have weapons and so they were like you can shoot people uh it was just it looks really bizarre but uh man the modding scene around GTA 5 looks looks so crazy um but definitely check out that that video if you haven't that Lion King mod
0: oh it's fantastic <laughs> Just seeing Timon with a what is that? A, seeing that's, Timon that's with like a
1: semi-auto, gun. like a semi-auto pistol in his hand. That's as, almost <laughs> as big as him. Like the models it's are great. just super, super well done. Really impressive. Uh, um, and then the last thing here uh, that that I just wanted to mention uh, is neither of you guys really play Hearthstone, um, but there are some pretty big changes coming to Hearthstone. Uh, with their next year. So like they, they operate on years. The next one is going to be the Year of the Mammoth. And they're making a bunch of big changes. Uh, the main one that uh, that I think is interesting is they are, so they, they move to having the Standard and Wild format where Wild is all the cards ever. And Standard is only the cards, front, is the original set plus the last three expansions, I think. And they have decided to move some of the classic cards from the original set into Wild, uh, which, you know, before they weren't planning to do. Uh, that The whole original set was available. But there are some original cards that are just too strong. Um, and so they're moving out cards like Azure Drake and Sylvanas Windrunner and Ragnaros, who have been staples in the game basically since the alpha. Um, like, these cards have just been so strong and have been auto includes in a whole bunch of different decks. So, uh it's kind of interesting to see uh, cuz I mentioned, you know, playing Hearthstone right now, the meta is kind of stale. Uh the game has been feeling a little bit stale like I sort of before I used to play Hearthstone almost daily and now I'm playing like maybe once twice a week just to kind of get my quests done. So, I feel like this is maybe maybe one step toward freshening Hearthstone up a bit. Um and so we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. But I thought that was an interesting change. Um, that uh, they're also going to give everyone a bunch of dust, so that they don't have to get rid of these cards, which they haven't done before. Um, before they they have not uh, like if you if you if you t- dust a card, so you get rid of it, and you get dust that you can use to create other cards. Um, they're, they're not going to force you to do that. They're just going to literally give you the dust for any of those cards you own that they're retiring. Um, so if you have, like, a Golden Ragnaros, you don't have to get rid of it. They're just going to give you a whole bunch of dust, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so that uh-huh. does it for our news and quick hits section. Next up, the new releases. KD, take it away with... Uh, with oh, this one feels familiar.
0: Yeah, it's uh, pretty fresh in our minds. Uh, Halo Wars 2 comes out uh, tomorrow. No, yes, tomorrow. In certain parts of the world, it would come out tomorrow. February 21st, Tuesday. Uh, but by going through some of these uh, like Windows Store reviews...
2: I was just reading that. It's amazing, because the <laughs> game
0: already has a solid 416 ratings on the Windows yeah. Store. Crazy. Now, some of these kind of give the vibe that people, like, have this game. I, I see, like, some people have early access, and people keep talking about, like, freezes on the campaign, but like all games on the Windows Store, you're free to uh, leave reviews before the game even comes out. So, uh, there's some Can gold, you... like this uh, this one-star review that says, looking forward to playing after this 24 gigabyte download. <laughs> and, uh, Wait,
2: was, are, they getting definitely... their... are they getting the average rating? From the people leaving comments? yeah, these that's
1: quick... a... you, know, you know what's amazing to me? So that guy, <laughs> the, looking what? forward to playing just after this 24 gig download, rated it one star, right? Because of course, like, you don't I mean, why... why downloading sucks. So like, one star. What? Terrible. But you know the crazier thing? Four out of 27 people found this helpful. Who are these what? four people... <laughs> Who are these four people (laughs) who found this helpful?
2: Fuck! Uh, What (laughs) dumb! I am just. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and it's making me so frustrated that it's a thing, and that they're actually pulling an average score for the game based on these fuckheads.
1: I just can't (laughs) do it. Uh, another, another upset one-star review titled N64 Graphics. It is 2017, <laughs> and the first one still looks better and is smoother. I'm going um, like, to... I haven't played this game, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say its graphics are probably, probably <laughs> slightly better than what you can get out of an N64. I think that seems like a safe assumption. I would agree with you
0: there. I love this review. Oh, I just lost it. Uh, Another one-star review from user It's Dabbing. Uh, Title, Boring AF. Boring AF and focused around one game mode and one map, FFs. Hmm. Boring AF. That is just a scathing That is punishing. If you're an aspiring developer... If there's one thing you don't want your game to be labeled as, it's boring AF. Yeah, that's uh, anything I mean, AF.
1: Yeah, that's the. I mean, because the kids are just going to skim through these reviews, and that's going to be the one they focus on. Oh yeah, simple and to the point.
2: I I I want
0: to. Mm, mm. <laughs> this is so. This is very frustrating. Mm. Sound well, unhappy. Let's move on to the next game. So. Uh any uh any Berserk fans in this uh in this call right now? What? No. All right. I think so. So this looks uh, like a weeb game. It's it's sort of a weeb game. Uh Berserk and the Band of the Hawk <laughs> is uh a new Berserk video game from Koei Tecmo, who makes a lot of weeb games hmm. and they're such as Attack on Titan or Naruto. Mm-hmm. So if you're a big fan of Berserk, and uh, you you might have might suffer some PTSD from sync CG of the recent Berser- Berserk anime that was in, almost entirely in CG that was disgusting. So in that regard, might want to stay away from this. But it, it looks pretty promising. tech Mode, they know what they're doing, and uh, I can't really remember the last time we had a proper Berserk video game come out. So this looks pretty fun. Story wise, it's going to take place. Um, in between, looks like the Golden Age arc and the Hawk of the Millennium arc. Now, I don't know what the fuck that means, but that <laughs> sounds pretty interesting if you're a pure Berserk fan. Uh, but if you pre-order it now, uh, or, or not even a pre-order, uh, between now and February 28th on Steam, you can get 10% off. Take it down to forty to 53.99. Think of all... The CSGO skins you could buy with that saved money.
1: <laughs> if I were reviewing this game on the Windows Store, I would give that five stars. Looking forward but, to playing, and I'm glad I got 10% off.
2: No, you would say five stars, boring AF. But you'd well, still write five stars because be... you're obviously a confused human being.
1: That's, I mean, that's true. That would be kind of a confusing message to send in review. <laughs> I will say that... We should uh, have all of the... Uh... These these screenshots here uh do not look like direct from gameplay screenshots. So they look
2: like from the anime. I'm
1: going to continue do not. I'm going to continue uh harping on these games that don't actually give real screenshots from inside of the game. Like when you hit print screen when you're playing the game, that's what I want to see on your steam page. Not uh not these these like artist renderings.
2: Looks like a really poorly done Street Fighter type of game. <laughs> So it looks uh, like no. The, the I don't it think looks, it looks like anything the, like Street. Art style. I'm at the trailer. The art style looks like uh, Street Fighter. It's, it's supposed to be like it's away. coming
0: out of a manga, and uh, yeah. it's not really a fighting game.
2: It should have stayed in the manga. Some, where of, it belongs. The, like, some of the Ooh.
1: gameplay actually looks interesting. It actually the, like the, if you just if you took some of this gameplay, it doesn't look like a an anime type game to me. Yeah, I, for sure. until they get to some of the cutscenes sure. and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, this is what well, I didn't see. The price they're charging fifty dollars.
0: Yeah, what? it's a it's a full video game. No, it's a triple A title.
2: No, it's not. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, it is. That's not.
0: Not even out yet. I don't you believe
2: don't, it. You don't know. I'm not believing it. I can't take it.
0: Okay. I'm
2: fucking weeps.
0: <laughs> well, this next game is. Proves that even indie developers can master this uh, screenshot rule on Steam, while AAA companies can't even. This game is called Night in the Woods. It looks pretty. It's a debut game from Infinite Fall is the developer. It's kind of a artistic, vibrant, uh, furry adventure game where you mm. play as a little cat, and uh, it's an adventure game, and you talk to a bunch of people and you explore around and uh, it looks pretty fun, looks like it might have a good story. Uh, The synopsis College dropout May Barsky returns home to the crumbling former mining town of Possum Springs, seeking to resume her aimless former life and reconnect with friends she left behind but things aren't the same Home seems different now and her friends have grown and changed. Leaves are falling and the wind is growing colder. Strange things are happening as the light fades and there's something in the woods Hmm
2: uh, I really, really dig this art style.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful game. And uh, it comes out on February 21st. Uh, one of the only indie games I've covered on this segment that includes a price before the game comes out. Uh, it's going to launch at nineteen ninety nine, dollars 99 And uh, yeah, high hopes for this one. High hopes for uh, any debut game from a developer. Starting your history in the gaming world. But the history of this new release section is over.
2: Oh. What? Oh.
0: Nice one. That was fucking terrible.
1: And I'd like to apologize to everybody <laughs>
0: listening right now.
1: I mean, look, it's swing, you know, swing and, a, swing and a miss, maybe like a foul ball. You know, you hit the ball. I always but, miss.
2: My uh, dad was never proud of me.
0: That was a miss where I let go of the bat as it was swinging behind <laughs> me and it landed on the umpire breaking his nose
1: <laughs> i don't think it was quite i mean that that sounds much worse than than what just happened here you really need to powder <laughs> up your hands i i was gonna say yeah, we uh like i when we were look, looking through the new releases section on steam it looked like there were about five pages of games coming out over the next week yeah and it's just it's so it is so difficult so to saturated. see Like what? Yeah, there's just so many games coming out, but it's really it can be really difficult to tell if they're any good. Like what what you should actually pay attention to. It's kind of tough. To
2: be fair, most of these games that say they're coming out, they're not really games. Like they're they're not. I'm sorry. Like some of these things don't belong on here. Like they should be belong on like Mini Clips.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's I why like, that's true. Doing this new release section is so like I, I don't know if I'd say tough, but it's so interesting because there's so much stuff like this game Ballistic comes out on February twentieth. It's this it, it's it's you know, it's it's a not a bad looking game. And it talks about this story about Lord Priest Cux seizing Scroda 2 that's <sighs> this is actual titles, and then it's a ball puzzle game. <laughs> And then you see things like there's so many RPG maker games and, you know, Casino Noir. That's interesting, but just none of it is. Oh, my God. I clicked on something. And I see big fish games. You know, if you see big fish games come up on the title. You've got is to it a fishing
2: away. game? No, that's the question.
0: No, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, it's just doing, tough to. you doing it's the just... Lord's work,
1: uh, wading through each week these new releases for us
0: oh my god i may have fucked up i found a game called feminazi the triggering on upcoming should i mention this that's called my life the synopsis reads stop straight evil white males from oppressing women and minorities and make them check their privileges what a funny game how much what a charming want the price. game I want the price uh no price as of yet
2: Oh good, good because they're probably contemplating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to but, uh,
1: that, hit their target. Not that not that I don't necessarily agree with some of the things they may be espousing in that game, but that feels <laughs> maybe a little on the nose.
2: On the nose little, in the face,
0: in the gut. Yeah. Not too uh not, not too not subtle. Really. Not
1: a ton of subtlety going on uh in the title or in the synopsis there. Well, no. I think uh, that is a good time for us to move to the viewer questions. Uh, if you have questions for us, you can send them in each week. Uh, when we, Before the podcast, we send a, a call out on Twitter for questions, and you can tweet them to us or uh, shoot us an email at community at com, uh, and we might answer your question here on the cast. First question, pretty simple, and actually I'm, I'm glad that we included this one. Uh, because it relates to our our conversation earlier on the cast. From Poff underscore 33, he asks, what is the worst condiment to happen to food? Now, we've talked about, uh, I think we've talked about condiments we like before. I don't know if we've talked about the worst condiments, because that's actually, at least for me, kind of a tough question. I like a lot of different condiments.
2: Yeah, we've already, we already determined your palate's kind of messed up.
1: I mean, I, mm-hmm. I look. I'm a I'm a pretty flexible guy when it comes to food. Um, there are things that I don't necessarily prefer, but there's not a ton of stuff that I hate. Like that, I really won't eat.
2: Uh, I don't like relish. I think relish is fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm.
1: Relish. So is that um, you mean like a like a sweet relish, or do you just not like pickles? Like, do you not? Because there's so a lot of different types of pickles. My
2: whole thing is, I get confused about pickles. That's where my uh, confusion comes from. I never knew a pickle was a cucumber, and I don't like changing... I don't like science changing the <laughs> taste of food, so I kind of stay away from that.
1: So are, you, okay. are you opposed to the taste or opposed to the process by which it gets created?
2: I don't like abusing food in the way that... I think more or less the process, because... If a cucumber wanted to grow itself as a pickle, it would have grew itself as a pickle.
1: Wow, that's um that's a that's a pretty deep nuanced viewpoint about uh, relish that I did not I did not expect. Yep. Okay. So, know, when, so when you eat a hot dog, like you just uh what what do you normally go for?
2: Uh I dot you you have to do it preferably. You dot ketchup mustard ketchup mustard in little dots um the only the reason i do this is there's an episode of rugrats where they all have their hot dogs and that's how they're prepared and from since i remember i've always loved that episode of rugrats so i do my hot dogs that way okay and if they're not done that way i won't eat a hot dog
1: wow okay well that's i mean it's that's kind of endearing, but not refusing to eat a hot dog if it's not done in that exact way feels a little if it's extreme. not
2: done like the if it's not done like the Rugrats eat it, I won't. I won't eat
1: it. But why... Like, do you do you have a problem with just putting ketchup on one side and mustard on the other? Because Yeah, that's... that's
2: what the fuck? No. That, that, would, that
1: gives you an even distribution of ketchup no, and mustard no, with each bite.
2: No. An even distribution of ketchup and mustard is dotting it individually. And what you do is then you get a perfect mixture of ketchup and mustard on each bite. If you do it, you risk the endangerment of the hot dog and the flavor of the hot dog. Because you don't get... You get a taste of ketchup and mustard, and then it covers up the bread and the hot dog itself. What you need to do is you dot it, you take um, maybe like a spoon or something small, like a little teaspoon, like a salt spoon, like, and you dot ketchup, dot mustard, dot ketchup, dot mustard. That's it. There's no argument here. So you mean My like opinion is On the sides
1: or down the middle? No, like the hot on dog. the
2: dog. On the dog, down the middle. Hmm, okay. All right.
1: I mean, look, we've all got our preferences. Uh... I feel and like mine that's mostly right. I feel like that's a little that that distribution is going to be uneven. Um, but you know what? I, I I have not tried my hot dogs that way, so I will defer to you, as it sounds like you only eat them in the circumstance only. that you are able to dot in in that method.
2: I have my hot dogs prepared perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay, my dog.
1: Well, and I, if they I, split I,
2: open, if they split open,
1: I won't eat it. Really. So you won't eat you won't eat like a gourmet dog that like comes split in half
2: no, that is that is sacrilege really? for one, because it's been mutilated <laughs> like uh, I'm not going to eat uh, like a, a butterfly dog no, I'm eating a, <laughs> if I want if I wanted that, I would cut it in half myself. I wouldn't have the chef slice my dog down the middle. I would do that myself. I'm not an incapable so human you don't being. have a like problem
1: with the mutilation of the hot dog. you just don't want someone else to do it for you.
2: Yes, I am a grown man. I can do it myself. You don't mutilate my dog unless I ask you to mutilate my dog. Oh wait, that's it. No, I mean I'm in my hot dogs, not that could be taken Guinness. out of context. Yeah, that could be taken way out of context. Mm.
1: I gotta say, I mean I I I have no problem with a good butterfly dog. And if a if a chef wants to do that for me, I mean he's just taking one step out of the process. So I'm I'm fine with that. And you get and you get one more spot to put like some sort of topping, right? Because you can put I generally will do like a ketchup on one side and I'll do mayonnaise on the other. Mustard's fine, but I, I usually do ketchup and mayonnaise. And then like you mayonnaise? could do you could do relish right down the middle of the dog in a butterfly <laughs> dog. Ew,
2: that's disgusting. That's <laughs> disgusting. Why?
1: Oh relish is relish is great. I, I really I mean but I
2: like I relish in your relish. <laughs> hey.
1: but I, I really like pickles and stuff. Like I like just about any type of pickle, so Relish yeah, you like
2: your you like your you like cucumbers that have to be dipped in a bath and soaked for hours and days and even years for your enjoyment. <laughs> I mean I'll you be honest I'm,
1: I'm not that concerned about the plight of the cucumber.
0: You're a monster. <laughs> the plight of the cucumber.
1: A D, what is uh what is your worst condiment?
0: Uh I mean this is probably gonna. With lie the caveat
1: that you have never tried sour cream and thus cannot rate sour cream from best to worst.
0: Oh, don't worry. Well, you I've, can say I've guac. An <laughs> no, I don't think it'd be guac. But um, I absolutely hate mustard. Really? Okay. Yeah, mustard, uh, I feel I like mean, is pretty divisive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't mind honey mustard. If, honey mustard if done right if it leans more towards honey than you know really really bitter spicy okay. mustard so you don't like
1: a sharp like a dijon mustard or something
0: Katie's
2: no. like <laughs> Katie's like I like honey mustard but if there's like literally no mustard in it then I like honey mustard basically <laughs> I mean I I, no, but, I can um,
1: I can get on board with that honey mustard has a has a pretty different taste sweet, than a, a, than it's a like sharp a sweeter, mustard not a bitter.
0: yeah yeah, I feel like I can deal with honey mustard because the sweetness of the honey h- helps me to deal with like the, the bitterness of the mustard. Like, there's some, there's a little taste you can salvage from mustard, you know? If it's yeah. not the main focus...
1: It can like be... honey. I th- I can regular mustard it. can be overpowering. I'll agree with you there.
2: Uh, I think too much mustard, yes, is 100% overpowering. But I majorly like mustard. I think mustard's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, but I think oh. that's a that's, that's valid... That's a valid worst condiment to have. I think mustard is uh, I feel like you either really like it or really don't when it comes to a, a sharp mustard that has that strong
0: mustard flavor. Yeah. Now, if you if anyone says ketchup, you're actually wrong. I just want to throw no. that out there.
1: Yeah, I think I, I mean think ketchup, ketchup <laughs> is pretty universal. Like, I guess unless maybe unless you were allergic to it or something, I don't.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm probably gonna get like hate for this, but do you guys think ketchup? is the go-to little kids condiment. I feel I it is. It's good,
0: I think it's a good gateway condiment.
2: Like, <laughs> so. I think, uh, no, because, like, little kids, if you say, if you're going to give them food, right, or, like, chicken wings, chicken nuggets, even, you say, hey, what do you want? You know, most people for oh. pizza would say, like, maybe, like, uh, like a dipping sauce or, you know, maybe, like, ranch or, uh, like a nice Italian, nice Italian sauce. You know, Italian sauce. Don't even um,
0: say ketchup with pizza.
2: No. Don't even yes. Yeah, that's what kids what? will do. Like they'll say no. ketchup with pizza. That is. Yes. No. They don't. Yes, no, they don't. How
3: many
1: kids do you know that demand like, ketchup on, on my their hands, pizza?
2: Both my hands. Every one of you the kids.
1: Look, you don't know ten kids. Okay, let's get that I out of the way. That you don't know that many children. <laughs> I,
2: know, I know a lot of children. It's actually sad how many children I know, but.
1: Well, that's concerning.
0: Every time they ask for ketchup, I do not did pizza and ketchup. But who out there dips a slice of pizza in something? There's already a lot of people, so. Much. What are you talking about? I don't know. I think. Have no. you never dipped your
1: pizza? Like pizza with ranch is is really good. Or like I'll do so pizza with, with or, like garlic or, or sauce or like something.
2: A, yeah, garlic sauce or um, what's that other? It's just just uh, it's just the sauce of the pizza itself.
1: Yeah, like like, or, like a, a, like a uh, marinara sauce.
2: Yeah, like a marinara. Are you yeah. sh- you've never oh, dipped man. your pizza?
1: No, but now you you
2: miss Katie. Where the fuck have you been? You gotta,
1: you gotta try. You gotta do pizza and ranch. Like I actually think that's. I really like pizza with ranch.
0: No, I think about that. I can't. uh, That is very interesting. Like, and I don't want to sound belittling, but I've just never thought about that combination before.
1: Well, to be fair, pizza is good on its own. So, like, it. I I can sort of understand if you haven't ventured into pizza with dipping sauces.
0: uh,
2: Like a pizza, you never had a Pizza Hut pizza. I think they're the best pizzas to dip anything. Oh, mm. oh no. you want to fight me? Come on, fight me. Fight me. I've been asking <laughs> for a while. I, I don't oh know that I would
1: describe God. Pizza Hut pizza as the best of like any no, particular for, category.
2: No, I, I, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's Thank like I'm not saying gourmet style me. or anything like it's better than a mom and pop shop pizza style. But I'm saying I have. I can't eat a Pizza Hut pizza without dipping it into maybe, uh, like, the, uh, the the Italian seasoning they have or or marinara because it's just, it just – it complements that pizza so yeah, well. that's true. That's true. And the pizzas are Like, consistent. I haven't found a pizza where it really needs a compliment to itself to where I'm like, man, I really want to like a dipping sauce for this. That's fair. But Pizza Hut is one of them pizzas where it's like the pizza is not the best quality, but their sauce is really nice. Their sauces are really nice, so maybe I'll dip it, like – Actually that's, kind of that's like,
1: you know what that's sort of true because i I don't often dip my pizza in ranch, but when i like the times that I did it the most were actually pizza day in school because that pizza was not very good, yeah, but you were, to, you were able to you were able to salvage it by mm-hmm. dipping it in ranch, like you know the school pizza in ranch was really good,
2: yeah mm. I think that's where that's where it comes down to maybe uh maybe that's where we're finding the key to all of this like dipping sauce for pizza comes down to the quality of the pizza yeah you know i think i think that's it's even uh, out, yeah. in italian uh like when i went to italy you don't ask for anything uh, other than what the chef gives you because it's an insult to an actual chef to put ketchup all over stuff or to put mustard in, or even ask for more sauce on stuff Yeah, yeah. like yeah, you're that, supposed that. to you're supposed to eat what the chef prepares for you obviously it doesn't or probably to Pizza Hut and stuff like that. Yeah, like I think you, if fast like,
1: food, fast food pizza is definitely the best candidate for dipping because, yeah. like those, you know, those pizzas are kind of mass yeah. produced. They're not bad, yeah. but they can use a little bit of sprucing up
0: sometimes. I agree. Yeah, I think about a dippable pizza. I'm thinking Domino's, like that has the most, like, well, the worst. The, I mean, the, the worst quality. The worst quality of the pizza. Yeah. The
1: better candidate for dipping. Like that's yeah. the truth. Because you
2: have to complement the pizza with something. You have to get the value yeah. out of yeah. the pizza as much as you can like like Brandon's Mm -hmm. like lunch thing like I had the same thing with uh we had uh it's basically mozzarella sticks for lunch but they were really shitty because the cheese wouldn't be always melted inside but the marinara sauce that you got with them was really sweet I think that's what like most mozzarella sticks don't actually have that much flavor to them because they're just they're just bread and cheese inside of each other that's why they give you marinara sauce with them boom we just cracked the fucking net code (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the last pizza I got was actually from Pizza Hut, and yeah. I decided to go fucking crazy with what I got. On price, my pizza. by the way. They they really are.
2: They are. No, dude, they're garlic fucking things, though. Dude, oh, any yeah. day of my yeah. life, I would rub them all over my body. The fucking little garlic knots.
0: Oh, they're so nice. <laughs> okay, no, but listen, this is what I got for my last pizza, and I want I want the well I want your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Alfredo sauce. Chicken, onions, pretzel bread.
2: Uh,
1: I feel like you're, okay. you're you're going a little exotic for me when yeah, it comes to Pizza Hut.
2: You're you're, so am- you're almost to you're almost too like pineapples on your pizza level of weird.
0: There's nothing wrong with pineapples on your pizza. I'm you're fucking religiously religiously wrong on that. I don't know. I
1: don't know that we can wrong. get into the the nuances of this debate. Uh, Because I, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone to lose friends over here. Uh, But I think the, you know, the the pretzel bread, like, look, I don't, I don't go to Pizza Hut for, uh, for like exotic combinations. I go to Pizza Hut for like the standard consistency, right? Because like, Brandon, you're
2: you're just you're just your your pizza breadsticks, maybe a drink, and then you're done, right? That's you. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking. I know my
1: order at Pizza Hut. Because I get the same thing every time. Like, I'll get, you know, I'll get a, like, Supreme-style pizza. No, no, no. It's not a boring pizza. It's just, like, it's consistent. I'm not going with, like, some crazy uh, chicken or new bread or whatever. I'm doing the same pan pizza that they've made for 20 years. You know why? Because, like, Mm -hmm. Pizza Hut, the quality on that is the same as it was 20 years ago. Right? They've been making that forever. So I'm not worried about, like, whether I'm going to like it or not. But I don't so, know about I don't yeah. know about this pretzel bread and you know and chicken and other things that that make me question whether Pizza Hut is going to have that formula down the way that I expect from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't get it again, but it was it was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I just yeah, I, anytime <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a
2: big you know fast food pizza place guy, but when I do order from Pizza Hut, it's always that pizza with the garlic knots. I think that's. Oh, yeah.
0: I love for garlic knots.
2: oh, it's so fucking good. dude, it's good, it is really, really good, um, but I'm more of oh, a awesome. i I'm more of like a mom and pop like obviously I live in the city, so I'm like more of a mom and pop's pizza shop kind of guy, yeah. so it's like yeah. I'll go to my lo- I'll just you know, I'll just run down to my local joint, get a slice, we'll be good, I'll kiss your mother kind of thing
0: there's this great place, and I think there are only two locations in like at, at, like ever. It's called Napoli's. It's an it's an Indiana place. Fucking delicious. Give you slices of pizza. Hmm. Great place. That's probably my go to local place.
2: Brandon's like in the middle of where you're. You're probably in a good area for pizza though, right? Brandon, you got some good stuff out there, right? Um, like good food I, wise.
1: I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good food in the Bay Area. I don't know that. I don't know that our pizza out here is anything real special. Um, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not like it doesn't have a reputation like Chicago or New York or anything like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but honestly, I haven't tried much. Of, I haven't tried much of the pizza out here. You know, we just if I'm getting pizza, it's normally just you know because we want something easy and consistent. So it'll be like Papa John's mm-hmm. or something.
0: Yeah, it okay. um, tastes great. The sweet and tartness of pineapple melt. A piece of your pizza, fucking you day, and you bite the pineapple down. Honestly, I I really (laughs) advise you not to come to land because I'm (laughs) going to hurt you. Life is too short to get passionate about pineapple and pizza. Life is too short to eat pineapple and pizza
2: because you'll probably die because it's disgusting.
0: Wow.
1: Um,
0: We'll have to to explore this some more.
1: We 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 diverted a little bit from the original question. I actually don't know that I have a worst condiment. When I think about the worst condiment... Like I think about pretty esoteric stuff. Like I'm thinking about like fish sauce or something that's not I don't know, that you don't really put on many things. Fish
0: sauce. Fish yeah, sauce? that's
1: I mean that's what I mean. I don't oh. I don't know, I don't I honestly there's not a condiment I can think of offhand that I universally don't like. Um I'm not a huge fan of say yellow mustard. But I like a lot of other. I like a lot of mustards. I like a lot, I, honey mustard. I like maybe a sharp Dijon mustard with ham. Um, I don't. I just don't love yellow mustard. The actual, you know, the the boring thing in a tube. Well, just say uh, it's your
2: worst. Then, then you're good.
1: I mean, I guess if I had to choose, like, I guess I'd probably say yellow mustard. But I don't mean mustard. I mean actually just normal, boring yellow you're like, talking about, yellow you're, mustard you're
2: talking about ballpark i'm talking ballpark mustard. Tube. Yeah. yeah ballpark mustard that's yeah. the best way to do it does. and that's fine and i respect that because most of the time it, i think the yellow mustard is a little bit too um too it's oh it's overpowering to the food itself it does not complement yeah. very well
1: exactly exactly it's uh it's it doesn't add a whole lot for the taste like you end up tasting yeah. mustard and i don't love yeah. the taste of that mustard um, yeah. so i mean well, i don't know worst worst condiment to happen to food would be stronger than i feel but you know i'm trying to answer the question as as reasonably as i can
2: yeah that's yeah. that's fine i think i think it's them to uh ketchup like plain like just plain ketchup not like the spicy ketchup or whatever or the really nice ketchup that's in a little glass tube type of thing a glass jar uh them two condiments together the you yellow know that Heinz that. ketchup
1: comes in a glass like a glass jar. Or glass yeah, but tears, doesn't
2: right? it, it, there's a difference between them two? I think one is like a, it's it's like one Hines is a prepared ketchup.
3: Oh.
1: No, I
2: got the plastic one. I got a big ass jug thing. I don't know. I don't have it in here because that'd be gross. Um, but Hines it's like a big jug
1: is the same in a glass, like a glass version and a so. plastic version. I don't think. I
2: don't think. I think it's definitely gourmet. <laughs> if you're eating anything out of glass it's definitely gourmet and it's been preparated fairly well. You show me how it's made and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll back down Boy, my argument. You, uh, but yeah. I think them two marketing, things marketing are departments love you. I think them two um, things like ketchup, like plastic bottle ketchup and the yellow mustard are literally meant to cover up gross food or mm. not mm. like not to complement the food but literally a sweeter or saltier taste.
3: Yeah.
1: I, could, I mean, I think that's that's fair. That's one of the reasons they're so universal, too, though, because like they can sort of uh, change. They work the, on a lot of
2: things. Yeah, yeah they work. Like on a I'm lot a of weirdo. Types of flavors. I'm a weirdo from a lot of people because um, now you're gonna hate me and think I'm crazy, but Doritos cheese nacho flavor Doritos and A1 sauce, uh, mm. it's a lovely combination. Okay. It complements each other so well because it's a it's a it's a salty but sweet at the same time, and it's really good. It, try it huh. and if if you don't like it i, I will mean, i mean I, I
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't immediately right. throw you out for that i could see how that that could be good i don't really <laughs> i don't really keep a one sauce around but no you have
2: uh, steak all
1: the time no i mean I, but i have barbecue sauce but not a one specifically like that's a pretty no, specific I, I eat a
2: lot of i eat a lot of meat so i have a one sauce like by the fucking pounds <laughs> So, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird is, ass I mean. combo and i get a lot of shit for it but try it once you'll never eat a nacho flavored dorito without a1 sauce next to you okay. i'm telling you that right now if you try it tweet me tell me i'm crazy that's it
0: dude tell next me I'm time crazy. both of you guys go to both of you go to kroger or marsh look at the condiments never heard and you need stuff. to where do you go for what
1: Different places have different grocery chains. He just means your grocery store. Oh,
0: he
2: means grocery store? Just say grocery store. <laughs> okay, go to a I don't know. What are you trying to tell me like, I, like I like how I was the I, I like how I'm the weirdo that didn't know Krogers are Marshalls. Or whatever he said. Kroger isn't a large chain. It's not a large chain. Oh, this st- say Walmart. Okay. Say Walmart. No. Say Walmart. Walmart's a large chain. Kroger said, oh, "I thought you were going. talking about a
0: Muppet." A Muppet. <laughs> no, okay. Listen, next time you go to your grocery store, there. That's oh, that's all. That's difficult. Thank you. All right. Oh my God! <laughs> Look at your. You go to the condiments, and you need to find the honey mustard ranch. It saved my life. Honey mustard know ranch. Know that. I don't know about all that. Some hmm. bizarre mix, and it works. Just put it on some salad. It's delicious. Mm, okay.
1: I mean, I, I like both of those things, so I'm, I, won't, I won't disparage it before I try it, but I'm not sure that I would think of mixing the two.
0: It, it worked out pretty well. I'll, I'll be a spokesperson for it. Okay. Honey mustard I mean, I, I could
1: see that. I could see, like, putting them both on salad or something. Like, those tastes
0: would probably go together. Oh yeah, and some French fries, some potato wedges.
2: Oh my god! Okay, I'm sorry. There's a Kroger's in New Jersey. It's not Philly. <laughs> it's more all dropped. Mic drop.
1: All right, oh, we're gonna move god. on uh, until we, you know, so that we don't get in a fist fight here.
2: It would uh, be a fight. It would be a slaughter <laughs> My part.
1: Well, we'll see. Wow. Next, uh, next question comes from Lewis via email. Uh, thank you, Poff33, by the way, for your question. That was uh, food. Food always gets us riled up. Uh, next question comes from Lewis via email. Uh, he writes us a, a little preamble here. Uh, Greetings from the Midwest to all of you. I've been a fan of the podcast since hearing John talk about it back in the YouTube glory days. Uh, you have provided countless hours of laughs and entertainment through both school and long hours at work for years now. And I can't thank you all enough for it. When I I first started listening to this cast, I was a strapping young lad who had the luxury of a generous mother who allowed me to live at home for no expense past high school. I have since moved out on my own and learned to appreciate the value of a dollar. I personally don't have a ton of expendable income and find myself being very skeptical and cautious when buying games. Therefore, my question for you gentlemen is, what defines the value of a game to you? Is it as simple as being fun? Is it how much time you were able to get out of the game, or is it something completely different altogether? Thank you again for all the laughs and memes over the years. Sincerely, Lewis.
0: Lewis, this is one of the best questions
2: I think it is a good question you
0: have ever gotten, and I'd like to thank you personally for that. Good job, bro. What Louis? a goddamn great question. This this is so like in my. This is so relevant to me right now because I'm thinking about Dragon Guard three. You know, like what what is what is the take? You've been thinking that? about it the entire cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I have dreams every night about the final boss. No, but like what we talked about earlier, you know, what do you value for that? I think it depends on really. You know what? Someone else go. I'll gather my thoughts and I'll try i I want to. I want to like, hear from Hardball, because I feel it.
1: like. Hardballer spends a lot of money on on like different games, and he spent we know he spent a bunch of money on Star Citizen. So I feel like Hardballer has a unique idea around like what makes yeah. a, like what defines value of a game to him.
2: Okay, so when I see a game that I enjoy or like even look at, um, I used to be a huge supporter of like early access games and stuff like that. Um, because I always thought it was, you know, maybe this game is going to be, um, the next big game, you know, or maybe trying to get ahead of the curve and a competitive scene wise. Um, but then I have recently taken a step back from that and more, it's more about the development of the game to me. And I look at when I'm making a big purchase for a game, like most of these games, obviously, you know, it's $60. It's not the. Ideal title for a game anymore. It's, you know, that's the default game, but now it's like, now you got a season pass, now you get all this DLC in the next few months when, you know, you got to prepare yourself for the future of this game. How long is it going to last? And what am I looking for in this game? How much time am I going to spend? My whole thing is, am I going to have fun in this game? Do the devs care about this game? Do the devs care enough about this game to keep it alive, even if there's problems with the game? Time for it. Like, my whole thing that broke my No Man's Sky hype train was the devs don't give a shit about it at this point in time. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any updates coming for it that I know of that are going to fix the game, just add more content to the game. When that game needs to be fixed, that pisses me off when I see that shit. So when I look for a game and how I can tell if I'm going to spend the money, like, it's all about the time I'm going to put into it and if i'm not going to be the only one caring about this game lifespan kind of thing if that makes sense
1: yeah mm. that, that makes sense to me i think uh i my philosophy has actually come to be something kind of similar to that uh in that i want to spend so there's there's sort of two categories in which i i will purchase games or or like really consider buying games and the first one is if it's a if it's like a great single player game um and it doesn't have to be long for me. It's not the amount of time I get out of it. It's just it's sort of a, a combination of the price point and the you know whether people say it's a great experience. So like mm-hmm. say for instance, Resident Evil Seven. A lot of people have said that game's really good, um, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. but is it sixty dollars good for me? Like is that is that going to okay. be so impactful to me that it's worth sixty dollars? And a lot of times for single player games. For me, the answer is no. Because I don't, I don't care about playing them right when they're fresh and new. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm willing to wait on that experience. Uh, like, the single-player game is going to be just as good a year from now as it is today. So I'm usually willing to wait on single-player games and then I buy them for a value that I know is going to be good. Like, Resident Evil 7 mm-hmm. for like 20 or $30 is clearly like going to be a great value, I think, in that example. Uh, but for multiplayer games... Uh my part of this probably comes from uh the fact that I spent a long time playing Tribes Ascend uh which is a which is a great example of a game that like I spent a ton of time playing and getting good at and I really enjoyed that game and I don't regret my time spent with that game. However, like no one is playing it now. The game is basically completely dead for all intents and purposes. And so the money that I spent in that game like, the skills that I got, the money that I spent is worth nothing now. Like, I can't enjoy that game anymore. So when I'm looking for multiplayer games to invest my time in, it, I want a game that's going to have a player base and a lifespan. And, and I think more and more, that's what other people are looking for, from what mm-hmm. I can tell. Like, when you were talking about Rainbow Six Siege, um, that's one of the things that makes me maybe want to get into that. Because when I can see that that game's actually going to be supported for, you know, for a mm-hmm. while... It makes me want to invest time in it, um, and I, I've mentioned this, I think, on a previous cast that, uh, like, I've spent money on League of Legends, and I don't really play League of Legends right now, but I don't like that's fine because I still have the skins, I still have the money sitting in my account. If I decide to come back to League of Legends, I'll be able to use that that skill that that currency that I've acquired, all of that, and League of Legends is going to be around for a really long time. So I feel a lot more comfortable spending my money on a game like that, that I know is going to be well supported. And I'm a little more hesitant to spend money on games that are unproven. Um, And that's kind of like, that's sort of the philosophy that I, that I follow these
2: days. Uh, I, I I 100% agree with you. Um, My whole thing is just like, see, I don't spend any money. And obviously the person asking this question could be completely different than me. Most people are. I am 100% not a fan of single player games. I just don't get any enjoyment out of playing alone more or less. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the mental capacity to understand complicated stories. (laughs) I think it comes down to, so I'm more or less (laughs) funny Mm -hmm. Uh, shots. Uh, My more, my whole thing is like, it's all about the player base. Like I know I'm, I, I I make fun of uh, a couple people because they like Titanfall Two, and I'm not gonna shit, I'm not gonna sit here and say Titanfall Two is a bad game. I played it in the last beta, and it happens, and it's probably great. It's probably still gonna get better. But do I see that game having a fan base? Maybe in the next one, but I don't see that game being anything that other than it is is a sequel to make another game better. You know, what I mean, the original game, like it's just an apology for the original game.
0: Yeah, AD, have you but- uh, concealed your thoughts? Yes. The, uh, I think, and this answer isn't really like the end all be all for me because I'll still play. You know, like Rocket League. You know, as far as value goes, twenty dollars for infinite enjoyment out of that. As far as as long as there are people playing, but the main thing when it comes to like how valuable a game is for me i want something that uh someone has put thought into and that someone has had a clear idea of something they want to bring to life and something like for example you know you've got bloodborne that game is just a pure artistic vision that someone had like perfectly put into a game and uh, another example is like soma It's an excellent story that's been like so fully realized even if you know the game itself is pretty lackluster uh, I mean I'll when it comes at the end of the day for me I want to be told a story I want to know what's been going on in someone else's head I want to know what someone else was thinking because like all of these games are ideas that someone else has had and I just want to and that's like that is very valuable to me so things like bloodborne where it's absolute insanity that someone's come up with all this for example is uh that that's like my main and the same thing you know with dragon guard 3 like no other game has made my heart beat as fast as when i get six minutes into that final boss song <laughs> and i'm struggling to focus as hard as i can on the music like that's what i live for when it's like the idea of putting someone through that or like having giving someone an experience that's where the value comes from to me it's like the experience of a game basically is the most important to me
1: yeah that that sounds exactly like what i what i thought you would say here is i feel like you i feel like you find value in in a lot of different places and sometimes you take uh i feel like sometimes you take risks that i wouldn't take when yeah, trying sorry, a game yeah. or something mm-hmm. but you sometimes find you find those gems um, that you would only find if you give certain games a shot. And I'm a little, I'm a little more uh, conservative when it comes to yeah. trying games mm-hmm. like that.
2: My whole thing is like, if I, if I find a game that I'm going to like and enjoy, I'm one of the people that will full heartedly invest into that game. Like I have a bit of a problem there. Um, like <laughs> CSGO, I've spent too much money in and like rainbow, rainbow six. I'm getting to that point where it's like, I'm looking at skins in the game and I'm like, you know thirty bucks isn't that bad for all these skins I get, you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I, like I'm only playing I'm playing I've, I think I've done like I put like sixty hours in the Six Zixdale and I'm getting to that point where it's like I, I could I could see myself spending a few bucks on some some costumes because they have costumes in the game where it's like you gotta get to that point of where you know you like the game and you know that you think the game's gonna last, kind of thing like Oh, God! The Diablo auction house almost killed me.
3: Oh no yeah,
2: that almost that fucking that place. That was not a fun time. I was a yeah. very miserable miserable person back then
1: I think actually as I read the question again, um he asks, "Is it how much time you are able to get out of the game? and the way I read that at first is I don't think you know so, like do you no. do you value a game that's twelve hours more than a game that's eight hours? And my answer to that would be no, but actually. Another way you could read this question is like yes, I value how much time in, you know, in years I'm able to get out of the game. Like I value how much time uh in real time, like years that I will be able to get out of that game and come back to it later on. So the value that mm-hmm. I get out of a game like say Rocket League or League of Legends or Counter-Strike is going to be so much higher because I know that whatever time I put into those games those games will still be around in several years, and so if I spend money on them, if I buy skins or if I do whatever, like I'm going to be able to make that money go a really long way because of the yeah. game's longevity. So it's kind of it's interesting. I I read it a different way when I first I first answered, um, but actually it sort of is how long I'm able to get out of the game, just not like in terms of hours, but in terms of the time that that game will be relevant.
2: But I think that game uh, that only. That statement only applies to a multiplayer game, though. Really, can't you say that? Yeah, yeah, no. That's true. Part, because that's true. a single player game, maybe yes, there's there's DLC to it, but I I can't stand, and I, I'm probably being very pessimistic here. But if I if a if a company makes a single player game without a multiplayer, like, uh, and charges a full price game for it, I think that's very annoying to me. And I know it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and people need to get paid to build these games, but. If it's to that point where you're charging $60, like, uh, like uh, games that just come out with a single player and that's it, like The Witchers and stuff like that, yes, it's a great game, but am I going to play this game for years ahead of the time to, you know, or even get that money back like by playing the game? before the dlc comes out or or is this game just going to end here like after a 12-hour play which i don't think that's a good example because that's a good game with a long story but you know what i mean like certain yeah, games i, I think price it's, themselves def- too, it's definitely different on the
1: for for single player versus multiplayer um because i think the value proposition of of those is so different like single player you can you can define it a lot more clearly by something like, you know, how long is this campaign? How long will I actually mm-hmm. get to spend before I run out of content? Uh, yeah. Whereas multiplayer is a lot more nebulous because it's more around how much community is there, how long does the game last, you know, how how many how how long does that player base stick around? Yeah. Um so it's it's a lot I feel like it's a lot harder to answer the value of a multiplayer game because it is going to be so it's going to be so different for amazing, everyone. Yeah.
2: There's multiple there's multiple can affect a, a multiplayer game that can affect a single player game. Like, I think Dark Souls is. Dark Souls, and as you said, Katie, the Bloodborne series are literally the best type of style. And I think even The Witcher does it the same way. Um, best style of single player games where every playthrough of the game, you can do something different that you didn't do the last playthrough. Yes. Which I think some of them single player games that are coming out now are kind of adapting like doom doom has a harder difficulty which changes the levels which changes you know the way you're supposed to go about the game where most games are just still a linear path following a story and that's it that's where it ends you know what i mean and yeah. then you've got to wait till the dlc to come out and i think that's what turns me off of uh, a lot of um a lot of single player games is because i'm gonna play this story once and i'm gonna wait for the dlc to come out that's all I'm going to get out of this game, and I'm mm. spending sixty dollars for that when I can buy, you know, the next multiplayer game that comes out or skins in a multiplayer game that I know I'm going to be invested in years in probably. Like, CS:GO, I've played that. for f- four years now almost.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that was a fifteen
2: dollars investment. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm that's what pisses me off about the Call of Duties that come out each year. It's a sixty dollars investment for a game that comes out. Every year.
0: And it pisses yeah, me the, not fuck off. the You're not Yeah, Not even a DLC. Yeah, not even a DLC. Like I see like, you know, Call of Duty's are still getting four packs of DLC annual annually. Yeah. And that shit does not get played. No. Like, I honestly so most, most of the
2: DLC from research. all the Call of Duty games are bad anyway. <laughs> like the base games are far better.
0: And then That's... there were a couple ma- uh, packs in Black Ops 3 that had some really good maps but it's such a shame because none of those are going to see, you know, prime time, you know, yeah, usage. they limit themselves though. They limit themselves yeah.
2: because they they limit themselves behind a the paywall, which is really fucking frustrating to an extent exactly. of a multiplayer shooter where you shouldn't you should give the players the maps, but maybe restrict them on uh, something else like not game breaking like that like yeah. where you're either in a full DLC lobby or you can't play it because someone's missing the fucking DLC. Yeah. Like that's what pisses me off about them games. It's not the games are bad themselves. That's a whole different topic to talk about. It's Call of Duty, to print money at this point, not a lifespan situation. Like I'm pretty sure they hate the original. They hate how Call of Duty
0: Four is now, uh, because people still play added, that. They added fucking supply drop weapons to Call of Duty Four. There's it's, like an automatic shotgun now.
2: Uh, I, I think I think it's I think it's a, a very frustrating thing, and I I. I don't like the way these big name titles... And it's really fucking annoying because even though Call of Duty did bad this year, it still made a fuck ton of money, and it's going to make a more fuck ton of money. And I really hope that this next Call of Duty... And I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to pre-order. I didn't pre-order the last one because I knew it was going to be a train wreck. And Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be a train wreck because of how the devs were acting about the add-on of the remake of the original Modern Warfare. I knew how they were acting about that game because... They wouldn't sell them games separately. They wanted you to buy their new title. There was like,
0: no confidence in. in yeah,
2: nowhere. there was no confidence. That was that was 100 percent a blatant, like, hey, this game's gonna suck, but you want our better one? And that one even sucked. <laughs> like, you're spitting in the face of your community. Like, honestly, you've fallen so far down the fucking game deving ladder that you are just just insane anymore. Like, honestly. If all these studios just stopped doing this yearly release shit and made a very good game, that's it. You're done. You've made a good game. That's what
0: you set out to do in the beginning. But they won't do that because the power of money talks. And let's say, you know, they make a base Call of Duty game that's really good. That shit is going to last purely Mm -hmm. two, three months tops. For the past like three, four Call of Duties, it's been ruined with microtransactions. Every yes. single time they say it's going to be just cosmetic, like Black Ops Three. That game started. There were no—I'm I'm pretty sure there were no supply drops. If there was—it was some Call of Duty that had no supply drops. Then they added those in. Then oh, it's just cosmetic. Then they added weapons, and they do that for every single game. And they're just going to repeat that cycle where it's going to be a selling point where it's like, oh, this new Call of Duty—they have supply drops, but it's all—it's all cosmetic, dude. Like yeah, I, they are I, they. I, I continually cuck their players and,
2: and, and we we can scream into our faces they're blue but it will never change and until the consumer nope. itself changes these devs won't wake up and change but you know we're still gonna have we're gonna still have a call of duty each year we're still i'm i'm only leaving it to the call of duties the assassin's creed is in the same fucking boat because aren't their games always fucking broken on launch like I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that the last last one, there's like bug videos out the same day of release. Like the a game's gonna yeah. launch with bugs. That's fine, but these are legendary bugs. These are in all your fucking games. There's something wrong with your engine. Fix it. Take well, a time off and fix it.
1: I think there is one thing we can all agree upon, which is that different people define the value of a game in different ways. Yes as as you've indicated, you know, some some people out there find value in, you know, buying Call of Duty every year and buying Assassin's Creed. Uh Wake so, up sheeple. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll uh we'll see. I think people's values will change over time though, and I think we're we're kind of seeing that yeah. now with, you know, like you mentioned Call of Duty, like the sales were down this year. I think people oh. people's value does change over time and they're maybe looking to get something different out of uh out of the games they purchase.
2: So I do I do think this year has woken a lot of people up to that annual kind of game style. And maybe it's hit the devs. Like the devs obviously seen something this year with the big hype over Battlefield One. Like I think the newest Call of Duty is actually going back to the roots of like yeah, about about the
1: last cast or the one before.
2: Yeah. So I think I think I think most of these devs are actually seeing that times are changing and maybe, maybe this old way of doing things isn't going to work out in the next 10 years, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, but it's all, it's, it's, all waiting game at this point.
1: Well, thank you very much for that question, Lewis. Uh, thanks, Lewis, an excellent thanks, question. Lewis. Also appreciate the kind words. Thank you for being a long time listener. And, uh, if you have questions for us, like I mentioned before, you can uh, tweet us when we call out on Sundays, Or you can shoot us an email at uh, community at kbmod.com. But now we're going to head into the final section here, our iTunes podcast review of the week. And before we get into it, you might be wondering, huh, iTunes podcast review of the week, that sounds interesting. How can I be featured in a section like this? And the answer is, it's very easy. Uh, Harballer, do you know how to get featured in this section?
2: Uh You just gotta go to the iTunes page and leave a comment and rate them five stars right? that sounds that sure. sounds
1: pretty easy to me
2: that's I could do it
1: yeah I mean navigating iTunes may be not super easy, but <laughs> if you already have iTunes, just like give it a try right Give it a try one time for us. Uh, all you have to do is go write us a review, leave us five stars because that is the rating we deserve. And then share something with us. We've had many. We've had poems. We've had uh, scathing opinions about this cast and how wrong we are. And all of that is completely fair game. Uh, the only thing we care about is that five star rating. Uh, so last week, uh, I'm not going to read this. I'm just going to tease that uh, we had a Morse code review from last week, and oh, uh, someone, I someone, would love to read it. some brave soul. Went and uh, translated it for us, and it is quite enlightening. But I'm going to save it, uh, and I'm going to ask you to you can come join our Discord uh, and come hang out, and we will share it with you there. Uh, so that's a that's a nice little we're we're holding that one back uh, to to get you to engage, you know, as the kids say, looking for that engagement. Uh, but so we do that. That was a pretty good review, uh, as it turns out. Uh, but we have a new review this week, uh, so thank you for that. Uh, this review actually is is you know very, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, the title is called "Brandon Is Right," a good title. <laughs> by uh, it's by Cat Fondler sixty nine. That's uh you know of course Cat Fondler the first the first sixty eight I'm not quite as fond of, but the 69th one I'm a fan. Uh, and the the <laughs> body of this review here is pretty simple. He says Brandon is right. Bowling hurts after two games. So, there you go. And I mean, I, you know, he's yeah. I, I'm glad that someone else can confirm that bowling does hurt after two games and that I'm not crazy here. Uh that my thumb can only take about two games of bowling before I got to give it up. Oh, so, hard baller, do you bowl at all?
2: Uh I used to, but not anymore. It kind of bores the fuck out of me. He's not a hard
0: bowler. Oh, uh, I do just, now, now oh. all I
2: do is just, now I just do X arm.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: it's basically, oh. you get your arms tied together with a man of equal strength, and then you fight, to, you fight like MMA style, but you also have to win an arm wrestling competition.
1: How, do, how on earth does that relate to bowling?
2: I don't know. I think it's just a better sport.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I, I, I think I liked Katie Zen's little joke about hard bowler better.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I heard it. it yeah. <laughs>
1: I just wanted to skip past it. Uh, well, thank you for that review, Cat uh, Fondler sixty nine. Oh shit! And... I
2: didn't even hear his name. <laughs> I <don't>
1: know. <laughs> like I mentioned, uh, if you shit. want to leave us a review, uh, we might feature your review in a future episode of the podcast. So please do uh, go and leave us a review on iTunes, um, and you know maybe we'll we'll engage with you here on the cast. Yeah. Uh, but I'm afraid this engagement is over. Uh, Episode 266 in the books. Thank you, Hardballer, for joining us.
2: No problem. Anytime. Uh, I love it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Katie Zen, as always, uh, for trying guacamole and uh, and generally offering (laughs) good opinions outside of your specific guacamole preference. And uh, thank you for you, the viewer, for coming and joining us. If you're here uh, live... I'll do some some quick plugs. We do this podcast live every week on our Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash kbmod. So if you're not following the channel, go follow. Uh, We do some other content too, but the podcast is live every single week on the Twitch channel. Uh, Obviously, check out the website, kbmod.com. We post the audio version of the podcast uh, every week on there, as well as a lot of other content. You can follow us on Twitter, at KB Mod Gaming is our account there. We've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash kbmod. And uh, like I mentioned, we have a Discord uh, where you can come and hang out with like-minded folks and play some games together and uh, you know, hang out and meme a little bit, perhaps. So uh, check out our Discord, kbmod.com slash Discord. We'll take you there. And uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, KD is at kdzen18. Because uh, the first seventeen were already taken. That's at Katie's n eighteen. Uh, I believe Riditable. Hardballer is at Hardballer twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Because so not not one through twenty four. That he's the twenty fifth Hardballer.
2: No, I'm the twenty fifth.
1: At Hardballer twenty five.
2: That's twenty four.
1: <laughs> 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 and uh, I am at Volition. That's V O L one, the numeral one. E-I-O-N. So you're number uh, one. You. There's
0: no pun for you about the
1: previous. He
2: was uh, number one! I was,
1: I was so early that I put it in the middle instead of at the end. Damn. Ooh. I should have put one. a
0: zero for the O also.
1: Yeah, see that, well, that would have been forward thinking, wouldn't it? But at the time, I was just, I, I didn't give it enough thought, clearly. <laughs> uh, but thank you, gentlemen, for joining us, uh, and we Anytime. will see you next time. Same time, same place, for episode 267.
3: Shit.
1: Until then, farewell. Hey guys, what's up? Brandon here. And I didn't have a video for you last weekend because I was out of town, but hopefully this one will make up for it, because the Tribes Ascend closed beta has officially started, and this is some fresh, delicious footage from uh, one of the matches that I played this weekend.